Big it, had it on the show. Don't criticize it. <laughs> Rastafari. I and I. Get on the trail. My God, Paul. It's like someone put a big I, I just had a bunch of chicken sandwiches. Drinking a liter. Well, glad we got that out of the way. Bear has nothing to do with hiking. Get on the trail! We're talking about dirt, mud, blood, and guts. It's the Trail Show. My God, Paulie. Featuring Launton Disco Grinter. What the hell are you two doing, Mike? Felicia, P.O.D., Amosio. What are you girls doing up here? Mike, D'Lo, DiLorenzo. Yeah! Paul, Max, Maganati. He's a fraud. And now, from D'Lo's basement, it's the Trail Show. We are live from the Bobby Walter Studio at the Deloplex Broadcast Center in Boulder, Colorado's historic beer district. You are listening to The Trail Show, and we are heard worldwide on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and various watering holes in the digital universe. It is Friday, March 7th, and we are delighted to have you along with us today. This month's Trail Show is sponsored by the first ever and perhaps first annual Brew Hike. All of us here at the Trail Show will be heading out for a three-mile brew hike in downtown Denver on Saturday, May 3rd at 1 p.m., and you are cordially invited to hike along with us. We will be on foot and plan to hike to seven breweries along the brew hike. More info will be posted in late April on our Facebook page, so check back then. Well, well, wait a minute. A brew hike? Three-mile brew hike? That's correct. May 3rd? Yeah. I got I got to cut my lawn then. Yeah, forget about do. it. Yeah. And there might be other people around. Yeah, a, you don't want to go. Yeah, There's going to be yeah. people there. Is there going to be people there? Yeah. yeah. Hey, so real not, quick. Wait a minute. This is not going to be a wilderness experience. No. No. In fact, I think the YMCA group from Winter Park is going to be there too. So We invite them. We need to be clear about something. Hold it. I don't want to share my brew hike with the YMCA. <laughs> the, the lawyers that we have on retainer here at the trail show our legal department have advised me to make it absolutely clear that this is not a trail show brew hike this is a brew hike that just so happens that folks from the trail show are going to be on and the ymca they asked me to make that clarification because if you come to the brew hike and you end up getting in an accident because of all the alcohol you've consumed by accident we we mean you pee yourself no one at the trail show can be held liable for your idiocy YMCA. Participate at your own risk. Yep. All right. It's legal from the trail show. That's right. Any further questions, please send your emails and inquiries to legal at thetrailshow.com. And if your business or website is interested in advertising on the trail show, or if you are a longtime listener, first time caller that would love to sponsor the show, please email our advertising staff at sales at thetrailshow.com. Partner with the trail show and get the word out about your business or website. That info again, Delo is sales at thetrailshow.com. And while we're at, I just want to let you guys know that our yogurt shop franchise opportunities have evaporated. We've had some serious technical difficulties shipping sheep across the Atlantic Ocean. 
and we will not be sponsoring any more Trail Shop Yogurt Show franchises. Instead, <laughs> we what, have what was that? franchises. Instead, we have a new opportunity for you, our listeners, to get into the ground floor of an amazing new economic prospect. This is this is correct, everybody. Are you listening right now? We have we have titanium Cuban fiber lined cannons designed what? by one of our top notch fans, Larry Boy. Larry right. Boy. Larry Boy thinks that you should carry a Cuban fiber <laughs> cannon behind you on your AT through hike. And as we'll learn later on in this episode, the most dangerous thing about through hiking is not the bears. It's not the weather. It's other people. So carry a Cuban fiber lined cannon on your next AT through hike to keep yourself safe from others while hiking through the wilds of the Southeast United States. Wow. Wow. Max, do you, you have any questions about that opportunity? What, what could I possibly say that could top that? I mean, it's true. You could also use your cannon as a signal fire, signal flare, <laughs> if you find yourself in some sort of a yeah. dangerous situation right. and you need to let if, the authorities. If you've already burnt your jeans and your cotton hoodie. <laughs> and you've burned through all the propane in your propane torch, yeah, right? That's the next step. You could fire your cannon into the air and people will see it and know where you are. Good. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, in studio this month is a lady who broke the women's unsupported AT speed record in 2011, a fellow triple crowner with 10,000 miles under her belt, and most recently was featured in the September 2013 issue of Backpacker Magazine for walking the world's first urban through hike, Liz Snorkel Thomas. Liz! Ow! Hey there! Hey, don't be afraid of that microphone. I, I, I was trying like, to get away from me. Yeah. <laughs> It's a little squirrely like that sometimes. Well, we never actually, we never actually gotten all the way through that music. It's pretty nice music. It is. Stuff. I like the ending there. That was, little, was that the uh, Greg Brulette band? <laughs> it was not. <laughs> it was not <laughs> Greg Brulette and the Crusaders. Now we're, I'm still waiting on a new album to drop. So. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, but Liz is a repeat offender on the show. She was on a previous show back what early about a year ago, maybe. Yeah, I think it might have been wow. March, maybe yeah. February. I guess guess you liked me, or I'm the only person who's available. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Uh, a little of both. A little of both. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know. What what do we know? Plus, this week, this month, we want to hear all about the Inman 3000. No, 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 it's not 3000. It's not not Inman either. Inman? How do you pronounce that? Is it like kind of an ethnic thing? What is it? (laughs) (laughs) No? Get Inman! Get Inman! 30. 300? If it were 3,000, I would still be out there right now. Yeah, yeah, it's 300. <laughs> oh, okay. The M&300, cool. right? Yeah, the I've been M&300. reading a lot about it. It's the world's first urban thru-hike, man. Yeah, I read about it. There's like 300 stairways in the city of San Diego. <laughs> all right. Hey, come on. We, we, can't, we can't show all our cars we, just Yeah, we like, can't give it all away. Let's set the table, Sorry. Mags. What are we doing this, this month on the show? Well, we're, we're using a guest host. Done. Done. We're doing trail news. <laughs> Next. We're, ooh, we have a special surprise. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, an award. An, an award. award. Ooh. We're going to talk some nonsense. Bear, trails, and Check. nonsense. Check. We're going to do Trail of the Month. The MN300. We're going to do our top five read by a disco. Yeah, I've got some problems with the listeners, but we'll, we'll get back to that in a minute. <laughs> uh, listeners, pay no attention. <laughs> do we have a gear review on this show? Oh, well, we're skipping ahead. Come on, ahead. man. You're skipping D-Lo. ahead. D-Lo, please. Wait, please. Your reading skills are terrible. Oh, dude, I don't even know where we are on this show. We're, we're going to be doing outdoor trips for the past month, and it turns out Snorkel and I have a person in common from that trip. What? Yes. We're going to do mailbag, trail tips, 
Baron Ben with sponsor shout outs. How about some musings? Shout outs? Yes. Yeah, and we, we like shoot their name. Are there, right. are there any musings? Of, musings? There's going to be Bear List, our Bear sponsor. We're going to have an interview with Warrior Hikes. Cool. We're going to look at some, a book and a movie today. And we'll have a little discussion about mm. drought restrictions out west. Oh. Yeah. So, bear, I, uh, and I also see that we're going to have commercial breaks. <laughs> yes. we, we are. It's about time. It's about time we re- started raking in some money. That's right, man. <laughs> yeah. So we have a good show tonight. We do. We have a full show tonight. It is. Some would say a full plate. Yep. Or or a full table because that was what we just said, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. We did set the table. Can I get a wah 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 wah? You bet. Or something. Oh, and it was turned down. That's on you. Yeah. I blew that one. The ship has sailed. They they can't all be zingers, man. The table has been cleared. Yes. (laughs) Now we're moving on. All right, moving on to my favorite segment. 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 Mike DiLorenzo's. Mike DiLorenzo's. Beer of the month. Beer of the month. Oh, my God. I'm not ready for this. We have two beers this month by our one of our most amazing beer sponsors yet, Nash Rambler. Mr. Troy Dotridge. Thank you, sir. Nash Rambler is the coolest name ever. It's almost as good as Bigger Staff. Is that a skateboard reference to the old Nash skateboards? I'm going to have to ask him about that. I think it has something to do with being down south. I think he's yeah, from North Nash Carolina. Nash Rambler. Yeah, it's, I, when I looked up Nash Rambler on the old internet, yeah. all the hits came from the Carolinas. Oh, really? Yeah, I think, it ha- I think it's some sort of cultural thing down there. We'll have I, to ask him. We will. What, you would know. He's a good man. Oddly enough, I think of the Rolling Stones were in Nash Rambler. Yeah? You know the old song, Midnight Rambler? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? I yeah. wish we could play such songs. It'd be a great song. Our trail show budget does not allow Licensing us to play. fees of, yeah. Greg, please play. Greg, we need some. <laughs> Can someone sing a, a clip? Yeah. I will later. Um, we're talking about <laughs> beer right now. So we have two beers here that Nash Rambler had delivered to my house by Porter. That's right. I had a Porter come here to deliver. Um, some Porter. No, there's no porters. <laughs> no porter. We have two beers here tonight. The first one is from Noda Brewing Company. It is the Jam Session Pale Ale. Can we get some jam music? Yeah. Like, you know, some Jerry or something? Yeah. Yeah. Are you ready for an American? What happened to my music? That's, oh, it. That's what you get. It, it, it's a three-second clip. for an American Pale Ale that does not sacrifice great malt and hop flavors for exceptional drinkability? If so, get ready for Jam Session. It is our sessionable pale ale with a solid backbone provided by imported Maris Otter and Munich malts. Okay, that's good enough. and citrus flavors of Centennial sufficient. Simcoe and Citra Hops. What that's else do we have? keep reading, one. I'll keep drinking. Yeah, yeah, what else go. do we have? The next one, we actually well, haven't tried that Nota, one yet. Nota Brewing is out of Charlotte, North Carolina, for those that are interested. And that just happens to be about an hour north of my hometown. So that's next right. time I go visit Moms, I'm going to Nota Brewing. So here's our second brew, uh, brew here. It is from Foothills Brewing Company from Winston-Salem, North Carolina. It is the Jade IPA. Jade. Jade. And you know, he said that this one was uh, his wife doesn't like IPAs, but she likes this one. And I but have now to, she's an IPA. I have to agree that I generally don't like IPAs, and this one was quite delicious. This, this is a home run, and I do like IPAs. So this the is Jade fantastic. IPA. Yeah, we get it. It's an IPA. We get can it. I, can I read this, please? Would you just please? <laughs> can I talk? Yeah, can I talk? Can I talk? Why are you always interrupting me when I try to talk? I'm going to try to stay focused here. Too late. Okay, go. Jade, exotic jewel of the Orient, now a gem of an IPA. Bold, citrusy, Pacific jade hops lend striking tropical fruit notes and a hint of peppery finish to this easy-drinking IPA. Dry hop additions of Cascade and Citra add heady aroma and bold flavor. A special beer to charm the hop lover in you. Go ahead, get jaded. 
7.4% alcohol by volume. Oh, nice. And 86 IBUs. Pretty high up it there on the It doesn't taste like 86 scale. IBUs. No, it doesn't. It's, well, that's it's very because, smooth. That's because we've been drinking the 420 IBU stuff. All right, so those are our two beers. Thank you so much, Nash Rambler. Nash yeah. Rambler, thank you, sir. Woo! And you know what? If anyone else, you know, now that we've done this as a trial run, um, wherever you live in the U.S., you can ship beer here to us. And if you really want us to drink what you like from your neck of the woods, get in touch with us at beeratthetrailshow.com, and we will give you some information on how one would go about shipping beer because you cannot just drop it in a box and take it to no. the post office. And I think that doesn't we, work I like that. I think we have an offer for the next show, in fact. We do. Actually, the ape, we've got a listener... Um, Frito, who's going to yep. be sending Frito beer. Garcia. Frito oh, Garcia. Are we going to have some sheep's milk beer here? I don't uh, know. A, a, in, it, actually, we know his um, his trail name too. It's Frito Roll Tide Garcia. That's right. He's going to be shipping beer from uh, the sheep farm to the trail show for the April show. No joke. Seriously? Yes. Yep. Wow. Done and done. So, so we're going to have some sort of malted sheep beverage. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's, it's maybe, maybe there'll be a sheep milk stout. Yeah, or we'll be like Mongols with a fermented milk. It'll be wonderful. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Mongols. Okay, where the hell are we? And with uh, all the news that's fit to be heard, Mr. Paul Mags Mignotti. Mags, take it away. Get the all peel right. ale. So, there's a big, in my opinion, a very big news for the CDT. Okay, this really changes the nature of the trail. What? It's it's official. The creator of Gut Hooks Guides for the PCT and for the AT have teamed up with Jerry Brown to create a series of apps for the CDT. So your iPhone mm. or your Droid, you can have all the maps, all the town info, etc. in an app on your smartphone. On your phone. Yes. Uh, the New Mexico one will be released roughly April 15th, and they'll be cranking out afterwards for the rest of the CDT. They're popping tops over here, people. So I'm gonna. So pop some it's gonna tops. be out this year. Yes, April fifteenth through New Mexico is the target date. That just shows how much wow. the nature of the trail has changed. It's a lot more well marked. There's a lot more resources. Yeah. Um. You know, the trail is never going to be easy, but it's definitely a lot more resources for logistics and such. And talking about how technology is changing the trail, I was just talking with my hiking partner Skittles today about journaling on trail journal and i was asking him because i haven't i haven't hiked anything long in a while and i was asking him what do you do and he types it in on his phone and then sends it by email to a friend who posts it on trail journals and that's I, so 1998 you can, I know. you can leave that in the holder so here's my plan it. here's my plan for this year i'm gonna do um audio journals on my phone and then use a voice to text app to have it transcribed. Oh, that'll be entertaining. Yeah, I'll have to do some editing because I know how those voice-to-text apps make things look funny, but then I'm going to post it from there. I'm thinking back to like the pocket mail days and then the pre-pocket mail days, which just involved paper and pen. What is yeah. this paper and pen? And, and before that, people were carrying rocks and you know, like carving their notes. Into hey, don't don't knock the paper and pen. There's really something special it, to be said about it's true. sitting down and writing something rather than, okay, I've got my voice audio recorder it's here. It's just a phone, man. But, but you then, know what? Oh D-Lo? no, I've ran out of batteries. D-Lo? Now I can't record my journal thoughts for the night. Now <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> I'm not. You know, I think it's fun. I think it's a great idea, and it's actually really cool that you don't need to like 
have your you know seventeen year old sister transcribe this you know <laughs> get it well so, so and your mom pays her twenty bucks to do it every week you know you don't have to do that anymore right that's pretty cool because I actually had to do that um, oh whoa so yeah. you speak from personal yeah, personal experience. experience I think my parents were paying my teenage sister to like <laughs> type up my journals and <laughs> post them to journals because I wrote them on paper but you know I do I do wow. you know there is a time and a place for everything but it. Personally, I still like to read magazines or real books. I, I don't mind writing on paper. I, I think there's, you know, people are so caught up in the digital age, but I think there's some real kind of nuances about the traditional media throughout the course of time that's mm-hmm. going to hold a, a soft spot in our hearts cool. for eternity. Mags, I'm, we hi- totally hijacked your news. Yeah, that's okay. I'm sorry, man. No, please. That's please. Okay. Zilo's about to cry over here. Let's get back Bring to it. it back. It's a good topic because it just shows how things are changing. I mean, if you go to online forums, people don't talk about which maps anymore. It's what apps will work with my iPad or Droid. Yeah. And it's not a bad thing, but it shows people are just transitioning to more electronic means of information. Sure. So I, I know personally, man, I would not trust all of my maps for a hike to be on a portable device, man. There's no way. Yeah. No I, way. I use stone tablets myself. Oh, I would just want paper. <laughs> Ultralight, though, right? That's right. You're trying to look at the maps on your phone in a pouring rain? I actually carry a sundial. It's lightweight, lightweight stone. Astrolabe. <laughs> <laughs> I have an interesting related story about the Inman 300 and my problems with electronic oh. devices. Oh, yeah. very good. Yeah. We'll get, See? We'll so, get there. on a lighter note, this might be some money for D-Lo and myself. Some hipster wannabes are forking over thousands of dollars for facial hair transplants in New York. <laughs> wow. I heard about this. They're implanting beards. Yes, beards have become cool, not just among thru-hikers. So all these young guys in skinny jeans in New York, I kid you not, again, in facial hair transplants. So I figured D-Lo, and I, D-Lo and I could just grow out our beards for a couple of weeks. No, 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 oh, no. no. You don't need to grow out your beard. Just take a straight edge, straight razor <laughs> to the chest and the back. <laughs> <laughs> you could make thou- you could send Leo to college on just the front. And if you want him to go to Harvard, shave both sides and you're oh, good to go. Wow. Wow. I didn't know we were going there today. I didn't know we were gonna talk. Feel love. This has nothing to do with trail news. That's it's, true. It's, it's not trail news. This yeah. is I, this is like some crap that you saw on Facebook. <laughs> Jesus. Well, you're gonna love this one. Somebody whacked the vacuum tubes. <laughs> but Max, so, please, man, please. I thought it was you know through hiker like. So not. how many of us have eaten pop tarts while doing? Oh it? yeah, that's the only time I ate pop tarts. Exactly. Fiftieth anniversary of pop tarts. <gasps> really? Boo! Yay! Yay! Whoa! I'm a so what yes. What are you doing? So yes, that's a, that's a big anniversary for all three hikers. <laughs> you ate pop tarts. All right. I might have to have one next week. Any no. idea what the original flavor was? I have no S- idea. Strawberry. I bet it was strawberry. How many flavors do they have now? <laughs> Who knows? Thousands. I, I just like to shout out for birthday cake. Best flavor. Huh. Oh. I've never had that one. It's new. Well, let's qu- quick around the room. What's your favorite pop tart f- flavor? Mine's brown, sh- brown sugar cinnamon. Uh, that is mine as well. Mine is the maple frosted brown sugar. Well, that's... No, no, no. You can get them unfrosted (laughs) or with the maple frosted. I'm all about non-frosted. Mine mine is the gluten-free almond flour. Oh, God. um, Whole foods. That's not a Pop-Tart, man. (laughs) That's some kind of boulder tart. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of boulder tarts, my friend. (laughs) Some kind of of boulder boulder. But they all come in the same flavor. I've dated some boulder tarts. Hey! Hey! Whoa! All right. So um, this is kind of cool. <laughs> uh, Bridge of the Gods is now going to have a pedestrian path. No longer, no way. No longer walking across. But they got. I heard about this, but it's going to be a hanging bridge. 
Really? No, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> These hikers nowadays, they got it so easy. I was so, so much harder when we did the trail. Back when we did the PCT. That's right. We swam across the Columbia. Yeah. Gerbergate was a fraud. <laughs> <laughs> so this is very serious news. Um, Bill oh. Irwin uh, passed away. Bill, uh, he was the first um, blind through hiker of the Appalachian oh, Trail. Oh, wrote the book. Yeah. He was fighting cancer for the past two years, and he passed away. Oh. So he's been, he was a very big inspiration to many people. For uh, sure. In 1990, he threw hiked the Appalachian Trail with his dog, yeah. Orient, and a very inspirational story. Pick up his book if you get a chance. It's a good read. What's the name of the book? Uh, blind Courage. So he, uh, again, a lot of people really were very heartfelt about that when he passed away. Um, this is related to Everest news. Now, have you ever seen pictures of Everest? It's a garbage dump. Yeah, I've heard about this. Really? Yeah. You when you do Everest now, you on the Nepal. Ne- I'm sorry, Nepalese side. You have to pick up 17 pounds of trash to come back with you, or Whoa. or you get fined four thousand dollars. Yeah, but most people go up there four thousand and drop in the. And that was some of the comments. But let's face it, forty thousand. I think it's about seventy to. to no, do. that's what they should make the fine. Oh, I see what you're saying. Make it worthwhile. Actually, they recently reduced the fees required to go up to Everest. Yeah, oh, really? I heard that. Yeah. I heard that. I did not know that. Wow. Hmm. Yeah, it's just the. I mean, you just see empty fuel canisters everywhere. There's yeah, um, frozen crap, quite literally, and just Ooh. it's awful. Well, I mean, I'm not going to bring that down. Well, you have to pack out your own poop. Well, yeah, but I don't want to pack out someone else's poop. Well, it doesn't. You have to bring down 17 pounds. I guess stuff. it's going to be frozen, right? So yes, it doesn't matter. Exactly. Yeah. Just, you know, throw some rocks in there. And I, I have two shameless plug <laughs> announcements. So I'll, there'll be a, a panel discussion up to mountaineering here in town for anyone who's local. Uh, Neptune. Yeah. About, about, long about distance the hiking. Trash, trash situation on Everest? <laughs> <laughs> well, long distance hiking. Um, Bill Manning, director of the College Trail yeah. Foundation, will be on the panel. Myself and apparently a couple of others to be determined. So there you have it. What, when, when is this? April 8th, Neptune Mountaineering. What time? It's going to be 6 to 7.30. All right, so if you want to come and throw old tomatoes at Paul Mags <laughs> you now know the will time, be, the date, and the place. Will there be alcohol? It's Neptune. You can probably bring your own. Okay. And uh, there's still spots available on the uh, Andrew Skirker trip. I'm helping to guide. In Is June. this a beginner's trip? It is a beginner's trip. <gasps> I'm going to recommend someone. Are you guys okay. going somewhere with a lot of mosquitoes? Um, it'll be Wild Basin in Rocky Mountain in oh. late June. So it should be pretty great scenery, pretty mellow for beginner's trip, um, relatively uncrowded part of the park, and uh, yeah. you get to go and learn some stuff. Probably be pre-mosquito season. It, it's probably going to be under a lot of snow still then. Yeah. yeah. That's the way, yeah. The way this year is playing yeah. out. It's hard to tell. Yeah. And I have a kind of a follow-up from last month with Florida Trail. Now I have to do it. I was saying earlier, my mom is moving to Florida. Unreal. So, she really? was so inspired by last month's That's show. That's what it was. You know, she heard. <laughs> Wait, she, your, your mom's moving to Florida? Florida. Really? She's moving to Florida. She's no burden. We're going to get some oranges in Florida. Where, where in Florida <laughs> is she moving to? Is she moving to the interior? She's going to Sarasota. Oh, okay. <laughs> where is that, man? It's not the interior. It's on the Gulf Coast. Oh, yeah. Is that where they play golf? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Sorry. That was a, that was a bad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So I now need to do the Florida Trail. Now, well, now you're going to have time because you can go visit your mom. You can hike Dude, some trail. Dude, your mom could slack pack you on the Florida Trail. <laughs> yeah. Paulie, Put Paulie, it to work, why man. aren't you at this trailhead? I'm looking for you. Wait, turn on work. your GPS so I know where you are and what time to expect you here, Paulie. Paulie! Why is your GPS not on? Turn on your GPS. My God, Paulie. Uh, that's all the news. <laughs> <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen. And there he goes. 
Paul Mags Mignanti. Okay. Out, out the door. Let's take a break. And when we come back in. But we just got started. I'm on a roll. Oh, yeah? You want to keep going? Yeah, let's no. do the awards. Okay. No? All right. Sure. Fine, whatever. I, I was actually just ready to break, but. <laughs> what did he just say? <laughs> well, I mean, that was before you said, let's take a break. So I was just telling you that before you said, let's take a break, I was ready to roll. Well, no, I tell you what. I'm ready to take a break. Let's get the, these awards are going to be quick. Let me make sure I've got my timpani uh, button queued up. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so we had a listener ask us last month, hey, what happened to the beer awards? Weren't you all going to put out a list? Was, beer was? Yeah, the beer wars. No, beer awards. And we had a listener, troll named Potato, who is now our official The Trail Show beer analyst. He compiled, <laughs> he went through, get, he actually took unpaid days off work, went through all of the shows from 2013 and wrote down every single beer that we featured on now, the show. Now, didn't Potato also have kind of um, some help? Didn't he have kind of like a team? He had a crew. He, he had a crew. To. Mags, don't you, do you to. have any info on the crew? We ha- can't forget his crew. Besides Potato, there was Brandon. EBT. Yeah, that boy. Tori and Cassie. Brand. Four people taking multiple days off work. Just I mean, just the amount of volunteer hours combined. I mean, well, it's a difficult task because, as you are, as you, our trail show listeners know, when we talk about Mike DiLorenzo's beer of the month, we get into the nitty gritty. We get into the details. We get into That's the right. loud and dirty <laughs> we information about the beers that we're <laughs> drinking. So there's just an amazing amount of material to get through when we talk about these beers. So of it the was month. basically what he's saying, and it was a lot of hours. And potato, if you want to get in touch with me, I will sign off on those community service hours for your probation <laughs> officer. <laughs> so you weren't supposed to say anything oh, about that. We're confidential here in the trail show. We'll just we'll just edit that out in post production. Okay. All right. So let's get down to this. So we're gonna actually award. Right now, a 2013 Trail Show Beer of the Year and a 2013 Trail Show Brewery of the Year. That's correct. I'll just list off real quickly some of the breweries that were featured in 2013. Great Divide Brewing Company, River North Brewery, Snorkel, you brought those? I did. Uh, that, that was the February show. Wildwoods Brewery, uh, we had Sam Adams, Boston Lager there one day, there boy. Cannonball Creek Brewery, Dry Dock Brewing Company, Brewery Coli, Brew. Fate Brewing Company, Mountain Toe Brewery, River Town Brewing Company, and Front Range Brewing Company. We both took a few hours out of our day. We got, got to work early, had a pre-show meeting, and we now have an award to give out for the 2013 Trail Show Beer of the Year. Mags, do you want it? Oh, am I worthy? Yes. All right. So the, fr- the award for the Beer of the Year is... Rum Runner Coffee Quad. We just love this beer. I mean, it was the most unique and and, and tasty beer. It was amazing. And real quick, I, I pulled I pulled the info, the boring info on the Rum Runner Coffee Quad. It's got Ethiopian coffee in it, vanilla flavors, toffee flavors, and chocolate notes, dried fruits. It's a quadruple, and then they age it in a thirty-year-old Caribbean dark rum barrel until oh it reached it perfection before keg I think we should go it. there after the show it, and get it, some. And yeah, we, we should be there right now. Remember we had instructions on how to drink it too. Yeah. Yeah. It Something, was strong. Yeah, it was it was a little stout, a little strong. 
It was good they gave us a small pour of that. And bef- before we do the brew of the year, do we have any honorable mentions here, like other beers, people? Also from the Front Range Brewing Company, one of my favorites was the Tropical Illusion IPA. That's right. And I also think from the Cannonball Creek Brewery that I was a big fan of the Mind Bender IPA. Yeah. Adilo, I like both of those um, mm-hmm. as honorable mentions. And I'll, I'll also throw out from uh, Brewery Ricoli. You know, we didn't even taste it, but I go there so often. It's their double IPA. It's freaking amazing. Anyway. My, Matt, my honorable POD. mentions are the um, Solid Gold from Cannonball and the Belgian yeah. from Mountain Toad. So one of my other two favorites is the Ponderosa Porter from Wildwoods. Just really smoky with a little mm. bit of vanilla. Just really tasty. Mm-hmm. And I love the Colch from Fate Brewing. It's just a really easy drinking beer. It's uh, one of the best I've had. As far as the cult style goes. And, and you know, I really like that apricot blonde from Dry Dock Brewing. That was, that's a great summer beer right there. Well, I was going to say, Dry Dock in general, their 12 pack variety pack is my go to. Yeah. I don't know what to get. There's always a 12 pack of all the four beers we tried. And it's just a, a nice, consistent, always good 12 pack of four different varieties. As far as brewery of the year goes, we were thinking about typically we get multiple beers from one brewery, and some, some are good, some are okay. But there was one brewery where we liked all four beers that they gave us. The 2013 Trail Show Brewery of the Year goes to Front Range Brewing Company in Lafayette, Colorado. I'm going to go there while this goes on trail. And they're expanding their patio this year. Really? They're going to have live music. Yeah, it's a great place. And my friend Mary lives stumbling distance from there. You know, you know who else wants to expand their patio this year? D-Lo. It's the Bobby Walters D-Lo Plex. I do. And trail show listeners, if you're interested, you can help, too, by sending me money. That's right. Don't bother sending it to the trail show. Just send it to me. To help me expand my patio, and we will perhaps record from my front patio at some point in the oh, future. Oh yeah, oh yeah, during a lightning storm, of course, Mags. And and if you want to help out, get some of your trail work hours in for your parole officer, come to Delo's backyard. Delo can I got, sign off. I got plenty of things for you to dig. That's oh, right. Oh jeez, lots so, of digging for you, trail show listeners in my yard. So come you, to my house and do trail work. Make you, your parole officer happy. <laughs> If you find yourself in Lafayette, Colorado, please go over to Front Range Brewing Company. Yeah. Tell them the trail show sent you. And we're going to be sending Front Range Brewing Company some award certificates. Yeah, Ooh. we are. And I'm also going to post this lovely list from Potato on the Facebook page so that our listeners can view all of the beers that we consumpted during consumpted? the year 2013. That's what I said. Fantastico. Fantastico. All right. Let's uh, go to break, and when we come back, we'll do an iTunes Top 5 and get into Trail of the Month. We're not the gear crowd. We're the beer crowd. The Trail Show. Four hundred feet above sea level. It's the Trail Show, and we are back. 
And this month, we're going to be talking about the MN300. No, it is not a Formula One race, people. It is a trail. It is the world's first urban through hike. And we have Liz Snorkel Thomas in studio to tell us about her hike along the MN300. So you actually hiked the whole thing. I did hike the whole thing. When? What month? I hiked it in April of last year. Great month to be in L.A. Not too hot. You got a lot of sunlight. The MN300, it's 300 because it's 300 stairwells, right? Yeah, so L.A. is really cool in the sense that in the 1920s, uh, L.A. has a bunch of hills. So you think of like the Hollywood Hills, that sort of thing. And they built all these public stairways that connect the top of the hills down to kind of the valleys where these streetcars used to go. Fast forward a bunch of decades, no more streetcars. Those public stairways are still there. Are they covered and stuff, or are they open? They're open. Huh. I mean, they don't need to be covered. Yeah, yeah, I guess not. Today's like, or you know, this week's the first time it rained in L.A. in a year. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> it, <it's, laughs> That's not true, but, you know, it, it doesn't rain often it, there. And so the stairwells are public land. They're public land. They're more or less vertical sidewalks, and they're in some cases, they're vertical parks. Somebody got the idea, like, hey, why don't we link all 300 of these stairwells together, and we can call it a hike. So, yeah, that was the work of uh, Bob Inman. Um, there you go, d yeah. uh, I'm on. No, it's not I'm on. <laughs> it's not I'm on? He's not, he's not a Rasta. <laughs> Can we call him I'm on? <laughs> That's his trail name. <laughs> his trail name's I'm on. <laughs> no, no, he, he's just a, a guy, a white guy. <laughs> Reminds me a lot of my dad. A, he he's does. not a Rasta No, nope, nope, he's not okay. a Rasta no, and, uh, Yeah, he, his job was working for uh, a, a big fruit shipping company getting fruit from one end of the country to the other. So he's a map genius, and he loves L.A. He grew up there, and he knows he's just over time found all these staircases. He hmm. leads uh, you know, weekly walks of neighbors who just want to see neighborhoods in L.A., kind of the history. Okay. Huh. And um, so, neat. yeah, it is really cool. And Dan Koppel, who's another stairway enthusiast and kind of guru, uh, who actually did the profile. He's a writer who did the profile of Skirka for Nat Geo. Oh. Uh, so he's he's from L.A. He really loves the staircases. He wrote a piece from Backpacker in 2004 about some of the staircases he found. And uh, two people from L.A. read it, Andrew Lichtman and Ying Chen, and, and uh, they got really into it. They approached Bob Inman and said, hey, can, can we turn this into a thru-hike? Wow. And that's how it took off. Yeah. So they, huh. they kind of uh, they, they did a little troubleshooting, got the 300 to, to work out. And uh, after they did it in 10 days, they invited me to come out and do it in five and a half. Okay. So they, those two guys then actually did the first through hike of the MN300? They did. But you have the FKT. I, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> How many miles long about. is the Inman 300? I think it's around 200. It's really hard oh. to say because, um, hmm. you know, I used Google Maps throughout the entire trip. Right, and you're on a stairwell, so it doesn't really measure. <laughs> right. So I'm going to treat this through hike just like I would treat questions for any other trail of the month, although they'll be a little bit different. How many, like, t- how many steps were in the longest stairwell and how many steps were in the shortest stairwell? <laughs> I think the, the longest one is 512. I want to say it's the Baxter steps. and 512 steps? Were yeah. you going up or down? Uh, I think I went up that one. Oh, thank Whoa. God. I'd rather go up that than down that. Yeah, I would too. 112. And what about the shortest? Do you have any idea? So I think in order to count for their definition of what a a stairwell is, they they call, I want to say 10 steps. One step? 10 steps steps. for stairwell. I want to say some stair climbing communities in different cities call it 100 steps. 
There's rules, Mags. There's no, this rules. Is a, there's this, like, go, this, this is a point of contention. I've actually done some research about what constitutes a stairway, how many steps actually constitute a stairway. Yeah. It gets down to actually the height between the top of one step and the bottom of the next. Wow. If that difference between the, one, the upper step and the lower step is less than five inches, it does not constitute a step, and therefore it cannot be counted towards the total of ten steps. Const- is he bullshitting me? Cons- yes, which constitutes a, a stairway. I, he bu- might be, but... Tough. I say, isn't it? Because that sounds really It sounds legit. very legit, man. Sounds like somebody did their homework. Yeah, I, Listeners, I, pay no attention to D-Lo. Or, I actually think he might be right, even though I know he's making it up. Well, the best part, <laughs> like, we had a few listeners write in a while back. They're like, I don't know when D-Lo's joking and when he's not. And, like, sometimes we don't either. So <laughs> we're all in the same boat here, people. But no, D-Lo, that sounded pretty legit. I, I'd like it's to believe not, that. I just made it up. Okay, good. All right. <laughs> back to the M and 300. So 200 miles, roughly... All right, is there a terminus? Is there an uh, an east and west terminus, or how does that work? So I started in, I want to say the neighborhood's Flint Ridge. Uh, It's in the hills kind of above the Rose Bowl, Pasadena area. Okay. Sorry, people from L.A. This is Big Lebowski country. And it went through something like 28 different distinct neighborhoods in L.A. Oh, cool. And um, what's really cool is these stairwells kind of act like bridges between these very unique neighborhoods, but part of... You can get a sense of the flavor of the neighborhoods, but these neighborhoods were also made so distinct because of car culture. So it's kind of like you're seeing yeah. this connection that's only there because, yeah. Now, can you camp along the stairwell? There are some wild areas that you can camp. Um, it goes what? through some natural parks. I didn't because I'm a little sketched, and I was like a little girl, you know, hiking in L.A. Well, by myself. I, I, I wouldn't want to either. So. <laughs> yeah, urban camping in L.A., I, I don't know. Yeah, that's why I was thinking, like, ye. Yeah. But you, you certainly can. Uh, Dirtmonger went out and did a little bit of a section of it, uh, I want to say in October, and he was just camping wherever. Really? Has you ever seen Grand Theft Auto for crying out loud? <laughs> <laughs> you know, Dirtmonger is a little bit bigger than me. He's like 6'5", yeah. 6'7". Six, six, oh. Plus, with a name like Dirtmonger, you're probably not afraid <laughs> of all that much. You know? So so then I take it you were just kind of like hiking during the daylight hours mostly and then staying with friends at night, something like that? Uh, yeah, I, I usually started before dark, maybe around 5.30, I want to say. So I got a little bit of dark in the morning and at night. And uh, I actually got hooked up with a, a nice collection of trails. Angels, urban trail angels. Wow! So, so cool. did you did you camp in the neighborhoods that you found yourself in at the end of the night, or did you kind of uh, get off trail, D-Lo, and man, sleep we, elsewhere? We just asked you that. Where were no, you? No, no, no. I Where no, you? like no, you didn't ask. This question was not asked. What? No, so really, the question was: You're hiking. It's dark. It's time to stop hiking. Do you camp or otherwise put your you know sleep in the neighborhood that you're in at that point in time, or does somebody come get you? in a car and whisk you away into the car culture of Los Angeles and sleep elsewhere that night. I, I tried to plan my route so that I would finish in whatever neighborhood I needed to so be in. So that you got that, that kept that neighborhood flavor until the next day, if you will. <laughs> hmm. but mostly to keep kind of a through-hiking flavor. You, oh, know, okay, you camp yeah. where you yeah. stop walking and wake up. So and that there wouldn't be this temptation to yellow blaze and maybe like, you know, start off a couple stairways down the trail. <laughs> How much, uh, just, just out of curiosity, do you know what your elevation gain I, was I th- over the hike? I th- uh, I'm not sure over the hike, but I want to say it averaged around four or 5,000 feet of gain a day. Yeah, oh, wow. So, is, you know, pretty substantial. That's legit. Yeah. yeah, wow. That's legit. And, you know, you're, you're getting, it's kind of AT style. You're getting it, you know, a hundred, couple hundred feet at a time. Well, and the yeah. other thing is that you're on concrete and cement and pavement, Ooh. so it's actually a Ooh, lot yeah. harder on your body. I mean, as, as someone who's through hiked 
trails that involve dirt. Um, how, like, how did this compare, like, wear and tear on the body, you know, just doing an urban concrete kind of hike? Yeah, I almost, like, I don't run on concrete. So this was my first, you know, I was doing 30, 35 on concrete going just from trail. And, Ooh. you know, after my, on my first day, my foot was hurting so badly that I was like, I don't know if this is going to work. Like, I almost thought about quitting. And You almost got off the trail. I don't, <laughs> Concrete is rough, and you, <laughs> yeah. you know part of the thing is like in some ways you can you can go faster, do mi- more miles per hour, but at the end of the day you're feeling it. It's like those yeah. road walks on the CDT or something. Wow. So who amongst us has done trail hikes on dirt? What? <laughs> I think we all have D. Was that a trick question? D-Lo? It sure was because you said, well, as a question, you know, coming from somebody who's done most of their trail hikes on dirt. <laughs> well, that's a good point. I guess all trail hikes are. Well, not, not some all. maybe maybe the El Camino. There might be like some cobblestones. Well, the CDT in '05 and '06, there was some pavement walking. See yeah. no canal. See no canal towpath. Yeah. I don't think there's any more pavement on the CDT nowadays. Is there? I don't know. It's been completed, right? No. You know these hikers nowadays, man. They just have it. Them so and their easy. GPS units and their cell phones and their iPads. Well, yeah. Let's talk about that. How did you stay on the route? Because I assume that it wasn't signed M and three hundred every block, and, and you know with arrows. <laughs> Are there like any the blazes? Camino. Yeah. Are yeah. There, there are no blazes. Uh, you know that's the what, thing about dude? being so early on. Route, route. versus trails. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what I did is I spent hours and hours and hours and days and days uh, on Google Maps, mapping everything out. And I actually printed everything from Google Maps, which was, I don't know if you've ever tried to print 200 miles worth of trails on Google Maps. <laughs> oh, geez. But, you know, you're zooming in and then printing and doing screenshots. Oh. It, was, it was pretty so, horrible. So Iman doesn't have a guidebook? He does have a guidebook. Um, yeah. his, oh, no, I, have it, I have it right here. Damn. Finding Los Angeles by foot, Stair Street, Bridge, Pathway, and Lane by Bob Inman. No um, way. This is actually not for the Inman 300, but it includes all of the stairways hmm. uh, on the 300. And it has them in these nice... Uh, about seven-hour loop day hikes, which yeah. is re- really elegant. And he goes into the culture, the history, some of the best food spots, L.A.'s food. Wow. Very primo. This, this stairway on the front of this, uh, this book is substantial. we got to so, post a picture of this to our Facebook page. We yeah, should. This the, is crazy. Apparently, they got some stone workers from Italy to come in, yeah. I want to say. And they brought in Forget Italian rock. It. Uh, to build that staircase, it's it's. God, beautiful. I could learn a thing or two about He's you know, shipping things across hey. the world from these guys. <laughs> My great grandfather Constantino Magnanti was a stone worker. Hey, Constantino, <laughs> forget about. Maybe it. he put that stairwell. In. Maybe put, the, put stairwell. the stairwell. Hey, where can folks get the book if they wanted it? Uh, well, Amazon? I can send you the link, but I think he sells it on Blurb. He he sells publishes it. This is a complete work of love. He, you know, he has a, a a day job, and okay. he just loves L.A. so much. Uh, wow. You know, it, I, you know, I went into it a little skeptical, thinking you know, no one walks in L.A. This is going to be kind of ugly. It's not going to be safe. And I just walked away. I was blown away by hmm. how beautiful it was. Um, you know, like this urban hiking thing is is a really cool way to see a city in a way that. Yeah. You know, yeah. I kind of lived near L.A. for four years, and I didn't see any of this stuff. Yeah. You know, seeing it by foot, you know, as we all yeah. know, is just a Completely way better different. way to see anything. Yeah. And if you think about it, I mean, L.A. is known for their colossal traffic jams and just the colossal traffic in general. And and here here you've got your, like, world's first urban thru-hike, 200 miles of, quote-unquote, hiking all through L.A., so you can see the whole city on foot, not set foot in a car once. It's a pretty neat concept. 
So what were some of your favorite memories from this trail? Um, so one of my favorite memories is being in Rustic Canyon. Um, and uh, you've got all these really beautiful houses, and it's, it's very woody. And I almost felt like I was up in the mountains or something hearing these hearing these frogs chirp at the end of the night. It was kind of an unreal experience being on wow. these stairways. Yeah, and kind of going up near the Hollywood Hills, you know, like I know that celebrities probably live there and maybe tour buses go up these windy steps, but just kind of being like a person walking, being like, hey, that's a cool looking house. I could see the whole Hollywood sign. Hmm. You know, that that was kind of unreal. And uh, yeah, uh, you know, some of the neighborhoods that I went past, the architecture just amazing. The gardens are incredible. Wow. Um, you know, I went past the recording studio that the Red Hot Chili Peppers records their Oh, no way. Yeah, cool. you know, there's just all these little tidbits that are just so L.A. that, you know, you would get on a bus tour, but it's way cooler walking past it. All yeah. right, let's talk about food. So you had to eat, and I'm sure you had a lot of choices. Like, uh, how, did you just decide, oh, I'm hungry, I'm just going to eat something here, or did you actually carry your food with you? You know, I, I carried some pro bars with me, okay. um, which was awesome, um, especially in some of the neighborhoods that are not as well known for, for their food. But in some of the, the really uh, kind of trendy areas, Silver uh, Lake, which is now considered the most hipster place in the country. Hmm. Were they uh, getting bear transplants? <laughs> <laughs> not beer transplants or bear transplants, but beard transplants. Everywhere. There was Silver a lot Lake. of beard transplants happening. Oh, did you say Silver Lake? Yeah. I think there's a pro bowling team. Oh, my God. Anyway, I'm sorry. Speaking of hipsters. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry. sorry. So hipster neighborhood, but good food. Yeah, fantastic food. I went to a a gourmet grilled cheese restaurant. Yeah. That sounds pretty hipster-ish. Yeah. uh, Great bagel places. There's, um, you go past a a really famous greasy burger place I can't remember the name of. Hmm. Um, White White Castle? (laughs) (laughs) Smash Burger? (laughs) Burger King. So I, I can hear some people saying like, "Oh, I'd never go to LA. It's not safe." Like, what was the safety factor on the M three hundred? Um, so I would say if you do everything in the light, you're totally fine. Doesn't matter what neighborhood okay. you're in. Um, just because I was trying to do it kind of in, in a, a speedy manner, I ended up hitting kind a section. Of. <laughs> <laughs> FKT. I ended, I ended up hitting a, a speedy or a, hitting a, a a certain section that. Went under uh, a freeway and, um, you know, historically had been known for some more sketchy activity, at, you know, at like at 11 o'clock at night. So Ooh. so I ended up um, having some of the um, Bob Inman and Andrew Lickman and um, some of the other people in the trail community said, oh, I'll, we'll come along. And, you know, it ended up actually being a great time, you know. Just oh, cool. To, you oh, know, sometimes nice. when you night hike with a bunch of your friends and yeah. you yeah. get kind of into the zone, it was it was it was fun. Wow, that's very that's very so neat. You get to hike with the trail book authors. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's cool. And so this is kind of a little off topic of the M and three hundred, but it it's pertinent because so you were you were doing the whole thing at a you're doing a lot of miles per day. And so Backpacker magazine actually covered the hike, which I thought was really cool. It was in their September twenty thirteen issue. If folks haven't seen it, like did you have to take a lot of time out of your hike? Do the photos with the guy, and, and, and like, did that slow you down a lot? Were you like, oh, geez, I've got a lot of ground to make up now that I just dropped two, three hours with this guy doing, you know, standing still, essentially? The, the photographer I worked with, Kevin Steele, was actually really awesome, and he... His photos are amazing, yeah, by the way. His photos are incredible. Um, and, uh, you know, he would... I would show my maps, and I'd be like, I'll probably be here in 30 minutes. And hmm. the thing about these 
these stairways is, you know, they'll go straight up a hill and the road won't go the same direction. So he, uh, if he's driving to meet me, he'll have to go like miles out of his way to go something, you know, that I just go straight up. Okay. Um, but he would always meet me. But it did end up taking a little bit of time. And, um, you know, if you ever find yourself trying to beat an FKT and, and <laughs> have a photographer with you, Happens you know, maybe all the time. <laughs> maybe yeah, have the, the photographer meet with you afterwards. And he did meet yeah. with me before the trip, which was, was awesome as well, um, to do some of the, the, the more difficult shots. But, wow. uh, yeah, that, that was actually a little stressful. And I also was trying to work with some other media people at the same time. And meanwhile, my phone batteries are dying and my phone also <laughs> has my map and my GPS on it, which is what I was alluding to uh, earlier. Uh, so that was actually kind of really yeah. stressful. So I actually was on Kevin Steele's website earlier today, and we'll post. The, he has that whole photo spread on, like, one link, so we'll post that oh, on cool. the Trail Show Facebook page. The photos are really cool. Just the background and all the shots that you were in, it's just like, you know, it's an urban background. It's, and you're walking through there with, like, traditional through-hiking gear <laughs> on, so it's a, it's a pretty big contrast. It's pretty cool. If folks want to learn more about the MN300, where can they go? Is there a website? Um, well, you can definitely check out uh, Bob Inman's book, Finding Los Angeles by Foot. Um, if you happen to find yourself in the L.A. area, the Big Parade, Dan Koppel's uh, uh, urban hike, happens every year, as well as Bob Inman has walks pretty much every week. Now, what's the Big Parade? The Big Parade uh, happens once a year, and it's a whole weekend where random people from L.A. meet and hike 40 miles across L.A. together. In, across in some one of these day. stairways. Um, I think they do it across two days. Okay. Wow. That sounds still, a lot like yeah. And they have bands meet them. They wow. have barbecues. It's like a marathon. Um, this sounds a lot like what our three-mile beer hike's going to be like. <laughs> <laughs> right? Except exactly. we're doing three miles and they did 40. <laughs> and we're just going to go to seven breweries in those three miles? And we might go to ten. We'll wow. see how it goes. <laughs> we'll, see. we'll see how we feel after number yeah, seven. Yeah. Seven's a good number. Well, this sounds like a pretty amazing experience. I know you had some folks, probably like some companies, help sponsor you. Anybody you want to mention off the top of your head? Yeah, uh, Gossamer Gear helped me out. Um, yeah. In those photos, you'll see me with hiking poles in the middle of downtown LA. That's awesome. <laughs> um, Ultra Zero <laughs> Drop uh, running shoes, um, Darn Tough Socks, Mountain Laurel Designs, uh, Northwest Alpine Designs, and Pro Bar, which I... I was lucky enough to look at my inventory and notice I had a box to share with the trail show people here. Awesome. Not listeners, just us. That's right. <laughs> I, I, lo- I, for one, love I, I, Art's original blend. So what if one wants to find out more about these official routes? Where do they find out this information? Is that in this book here, Los Angeles by Foot? Um, you know, all the stairways that I hiked are in this book. Right. And, you know, if you want to put together your own route or connect these loops, that's probably the way to go. What if one wanted to um, up you beat you, take the title for the FKT, and they wanted to hike the same exact hike that you did. How yeah. would they find out that route? You know, I can post my maps online uh-huh. and, uh, you know, power to you. It, you know, anyone, even if you're not trying to beat the FKT, uh, you know, this is an awesome hike. It's really uh-huh. good to do in the winter because it's always sunny. But I know LA. some of our listeners will want to yes. take it, that FKT <clears throat> time from you. You know, Junaid, who we had on the January <laughs> show, he's he's in the process of posting his 14ers through hike route yeah. online because... No, in all seriousness, people are is, curious. Is the route the route is published? Uh, I haven't put it up online, but you but, know, I'll throw but it up the, on my but blog. But you got the route from other people. 
I got their route, and uh-huh. then I, I changed their so route. You so you, like, you instant messaged them, and they provided you with the route type of thing? Uh, I emailed with them quite right. a bit. Okay, cool. <laughs> cool. Very he, cool. No, D'Lo came just off uh, jury duty, so he's still in that lawyer interrogation. Mode. I know, man. <laughs> I, it, we'll get to that in, in trips of the month here in a minute. And, and you know the thing about my route is, after looking at it, I don't think it's the most efficient route. And I think really? that... Yeah, I think if, if someone were to want to do this again, they should look at the original route, they should look at my route, and they should figure out a way to make it better. But yeah. then that, that makes your FKT invalid. Again, no, he just came invalid. off jury duty, no, 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 paid no, no, no attention to him. That makes hers an OKT. It's an only known time and it's also of the, the route that she did. It's also gotcha. the FKT. It's also the FKT. It's also Come the on, first Don't known you know time. your acronyms, man? It's the what? First known <laughs> first time? First known time for that yeah, route. First known time. But most importantly, we need to find where that greasy cheeseburger joint is. That's right. Mm. All right. Well, thanks so much for talking to, to us about the MN300 and yeah. educating the Trail Show Nation about the world's first urban through hike. Sounds pretty cool. The actually. second urban it, through hike is happening May 3rd. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. The Denver Brew Hike. We're going to have patches, but you have to write a trip report. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be like uh, uh, at the halfway point, you drink a beer. <laughs> but you also drink beer at at pretty also, much every point on the hike. you also drink a liter of soda. That's right. <laughs> I, I ate some uh, bad bologna. Wrong you one. Eat some Sorry, bad bologna. There's no bad bologna this month. Let's move right into the iTunes Top 5. Uh, we're going to need a little music for that, aren't we, D-Lo? I yeah. know, man. I know you get upset with when I use your music, but you know, that's how it goes sometimes. Okay, so I have a complaint already with the listeners. From them or about them? About them. Oh you can't God. complain about our listeners, dude. No, we love our listeners, but after last month's show, I debuted this segment, the iTunes Top 5. I put out a request. Hey, go on iTunes, write a review, and I'll read it. <laughs> well, I went on to iTunes today, and not a single review had been posted since the last show. So, you know, if this segment's going to succeed, I need participation <laughs> from the listeners. So tonight I'll be reading you the five previous no, reviews. I those. No, 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 no. We should just move on. The five before the five I read last time. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. But real quickly, maybe some people don't know how this is done. So you need to get onto the iTunes store. The easiest way is if you have iTunes on your computer, which mo- most people do, you click on store. You type in The Trail Show in the search box. Our podcast page comes up. You click on ratings and reviews. And then under customer reviews, there's a button that says write a review. Click that and write a review. And I'll read it. I promise you. But we need we need you to actually do that part. Listeners, he's turning red <laughs> right in front of us. He's like, okay. Ah. So, <clears throat> the five before the five of last month. Here they are. XKitty13X says, love it. Best hiking podcast Ooh. out there. Five stars. XKitty. XKitty. Wow. Citizen underscore GDD says, best hiking podcast. This podcast certainly fills the hiking void in my daily life. Informative segments about, well, maybe listen to like a sentence a day. I don't know. Informative (laughs) segments without taking itself too seriously. This is the one podcast that I must hear every month. Five stars. Nice. So Cam Campfire Chick says, grab a beer and a map. The trail show is the answer to my where the heck are all the amazing outdoor podcasts. I love that the hosts are super experienced and are so comfortable with one another that the show seems more like I'm eavesdropping on an old-fashioned party line 
than listening to a podcast. Nice. I like Five that. stars. That's well played. Yeah, you, I grew up on the party line, so I know exactly what she's talking about. And let's see. Shut up, slave says it's better than cats. Oh my God. <laughs> That's a great uh, iTunes handle you got there. Shut up, slave. He says I've been getting into hiking recently and discovered this podcast. The hosts of this podcast are crazy knowledgeable, and it's just awesome listening to this podcast. Looking to hike the AT in 2015, so I'm saving up money to buy new ultralight gear. Five stars. All right. And one more five stars. This is great. This is really cool. You know, it's it's heartening when folks that enjoy something post because a lot of times, especially like with Yelp and with reviews on Amazon, it's typically the people that are disgruntled that post. But anyway, so <laughs> D.I. Pink One says, great trail show. This show is great. It's evolved into a really funny show. Definitely showcases trail culture. Makes day-to-day drive much more bearable when I can't be out in the woods. Need more of it. Five stars. Nice. And with that, iTunes Top 5 is done. Quick question. Wait. Yes. Are you only reading five-star reviews? or will you? No, read, I'm you reading read? them in order from newest to oldest. Okay. And it just so happens that the last ten have all been five stars. Now, if you get back to like <laughs> some of the early reviews, <laughs> which we won't get back to, <laughs> you can go check those out on your own. They're not all five stars, man. Huh. Let really? Tell you. Well, you we mean, we've little, come a long way. We're a little rough on the edges at the beginning. Yep. Uh, a little? <laughs> How about a lot? Yeah. Why don't we interview, why don't we give um, Sean a call from Warrior Hikes before we go to break, and we'll talk to him about what they're doing. All right. Sounds like a plan. All right, let's give Sean a call. Sean. Hey, how are you? Hey, Sean, it's it's Disco, P.O.D., Mags, D.Lo, and Snorkel from the Trail Show. How are you doing? Great. How are you? Doing well. Well, thanks for agreeing to let us talk to you about the Warrior Hike tonight. We got Mr. Paul Magnanti in studio, and I know he's been in touch with you on email. So I'm going to let Mags <laughs> take it away. All right. So, Sean, as we said, thanks for joining us. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about what Warrior Hikes is about for our listeners? Sure. Uh, Warrior Hike is essentially an outdoor therapy program uh, for veterans returning from uh, the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan. Uh, and essentially how it works is uh, we get a group of veterans that are uh, wanting to transition back uh, into civilian life from their time in the service. And uh, we set them up on through hikes on the Appalachian Trail, the Continental Divide Trail and the Pacific Crest Trail um, and basically support their hike uh, as they make their way up the trail. And we do that uh, in a number of ways. We have uh, sponsors that donate uh, the equipment and supplies um, and then we coordinate with the trail towns um, to set up trail town events with the, the local veteran organizations and uh, the local hiking clubs and community groups uh, that are located in the trail towns. Fantastic. And, That's pretty nice. And I guess Earl Schaefer's hike was kind of an inspiration for this in many ways. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. So the very first through hiker uh, was Earl Schaefer, who in 1948, uh, after coming back from World War II and serving in the Pacific campaign, uh, he actually lost his uh, best friend over there who was in the Marines. Um, and after coming home uh, for a few years, just having a really hard time uh, transitioning back into civilian life. And so he, one day he woke up and told his friends and family he was going to walk off the war. 
And uh, a little over four months later, became the very first person to hike uh, the entire length of the Appalachian Trail from uh, Georgia to Maine. How many people have done the Warrior Hike thus far? Uh, well, the first Warrior Hike was actually in 2012, and it was me uh, and another Marine uh, that through hiked the Appalachian Trail. And it was originally a fundraiser. Um, while I was in Afghanistan in 2011, uh, one of my lieutenants lost both of his legs during an IED attack. Um, so we decided to, to through hike the Appalachian Trail as a fundraiser to raise money uh, to purchase specially adapted vehicles for multiple amputee veterans that were coming back from Afghanistan. Oh. So at the end of that hike in 2012, uh, looking back, I realized that you know there was a great opportunity there to use through hiking uh, as an outdoor therapy program for veterans uh, as a way to assimilate back from, from, from war. And so last year in 2013 was the first year that we retooled the program uh, as an outdoor therapy program and not a fundraiser. And so last year we had uh, 14 veterans that threw hiked the Appalachian Trail. And then this year is the first year we're expanding to the Connell Divide Trail and the Pacific Crest Trail. So, Sean, oh. how, how does it work? So you've got 14 veterans that contact you. Um, they're interested in hiking after they come back from their tour. Um, what, what next? What do you do for them? How does it work? Sure. So the first thing is to get them all the gear. Um, so we've uh, had a really great, uh, great year this year as far as getting sponsors. Um, all of their gear has been sponsored by uh, a multitude of different outdoor manufacturing companies and outdoor retailing companies. Um, so we get them all their gear. Um, we send them uh, Yogi's books as a way to prepare. Nice. Uh, hold a lot of phone conferences to go through some information about the uh, through hiking experience. Um, and then in the background, what I'm doing is I'm coordinating with, um, you know, the trail associations, uh, and the federal partners and the trail town communities. And I basically build a schedule, um, of when these events are going to occur in the trail towns. Um, and then from there, it's, uh, it's just coordinating, uh, the schedule and the support. So when they arrive to the, uh, the different trail towns, they'll have, you know, a group of veterans and, and people from the communities waiting for them to, you know, give them a ride off the trail and a, and a hot meal and a, and a bed to sleep in while they're in town. Sean, have any of the veteran hikers started their hikes this year? I'm thinking maybe some of the AT hikers possibly have already started. No, actually, our kickoff for the, uh, for the AT is going to be on St. Patrick's Day. Uh, nice. Oh, cool. Nice. <laughs> So I'm actually driving down to Georgia to do the first week with them Yeah. On Friday. So we'll spend the weekend uh, going through all the gear and, and talking about through hiking and talking about, you know, being part of Warrior Hike. And then on Monday, uh, everybody kicks off um, at Springer Mountain. And I'll do the first week with them up to Hiawassee, Georgia, um, do the first Trail Town event with them, and then I'll peel off uh, and they'll be on their own. Now, I have a very important question. Are they going to do the approach trail? <laughs> it, it's kidding. not it's not an official through hike unless yeah. you do the approach trail. Oh, okay. okay. Well, actually they need to start from Mount o Oglethorpe then and walk the roads <laughs> over the Springer Mountain. Oh jeez. So Sean, um these guys are all they're they're veterans. Um they they came back from their tours recently in the springtime like last year. Um how long have they been in the civilian world? Are they are they ready to just start hiking? Do they, you do you coach them on uh getting in shape for hiking or do you just kind of go out there and just wing it and because they're tough they've got that mindset they just figure that they can you know they can just kind of do it 
Yeah, so a couple of really interesting questions. Um, as far as when they've come back, uh, most of them have been have all returned within the last uh, three years or so, with the exception of I do have a, a smattering of old timers uh, that that wanted to join the program. I've actually got a World War II veteran who's going to be hiking the Appalachian Trail. Wow. Wow. Who's uh, going to turn 85 on the trail? And if Damn. he makes it, he's actually going to break the record as the oldest through hiker. Oh my gosh, oh, that's, that's amazing! Awesome. Uh, I also have a Vietnam era veteran um, that's part of the AT Warrior hike team as well, uh, who actually uh, came back from Vietnam. He was uh, wounded a number of times there, and then actually worked for the National Park Service afterwards. And uh, always been a dream of his to hike the Appalachian Trail, and so he's doing it with us. Um, but yeah, so a majority of the guys though have just recently come back, probably within the last three years or so. Um, and with regards to getting in shape, uh, you know, definitely gave him a lot of, uh, you know, advice as far as, you know, how to prepare for a through hike, uh, physically. But as you know, you know, the only way you're going to get your trail legs is to, get is to start hiking. Get on the so, trail. Um, you know, one of the things I tell him is if you're not in tip top shape when you start, don't worry about it. Cause after about two weeks, uh, you're going to be in great shape. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And, um, Sean, we're not a very gear centric podcast here, but I can imagine that, you know, a gear that a lot of these veterans are going to be using on their through hikes is going to be much, much lighter than what they were used to having on their backs when they were on At tour. War, yeah. Yeah. That's a, so when I was in Afghanistan in 2011, um, just my vest that I wore, um, weighed 65 pounds. What? Wow. Oh my God. Oh my God. 65. So, so that was a vest with the, the, you know, the sappy bulletproof plates. Um, you know, wow. <laughs> uh, six, you know, six magazines, uh, you know, 30 rounds each, two grenades, uh, first aid kit, a camelback, a GPS, uh, you know, all this stuff. So oh yeah, so God. to go from a 65 pound, uh, vest and then your packs were usually anywhere between a hundred and to 120 pounds, um, to, to then go into a 35-pound pack that you're going to live out of for six months. It was, a, it was a huge, huge relief. Wow. Oh, my God. I'll say. That's unreal. I didn't realize. I, I knew things were heavy. I just didn't know they were on that level. Is, yeah, that, is that for all, like, troops, or is that just, like, Marines, or No, that that's standard? actually pretty standard. Wow. Um, you know, and that's actually a huge issue in the service right now is, I mean, there's been books written about, you know, yeah. how we've gone, you know, way to the, the right side of the bell curve with the amount of weight um, and gear that we carry. They need to make some ultralight, you know, grenades or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Something, anything would help at this point. Yeah. Can you move fast with that much weight on you? Like, <laughs> no. I know you guys are in really good shape and I know you're all, you know, physical machines and stuff. Can you move fast with that or no? Well, that's the thing. I mean, everything is basically a sprint. So you're, you're yeah. just doing short sprints from right, point right. A to point B. The, the days of doing the long, uh, the March. long marches are, yeah. are kind of over. Everything's so motorized or, uh, you know, helo born now that you're basically, you know, hop out of the vehicle, hop out of the helo. You're doing a short trek, you know, to your, to your objective, to your attack points. And, uh, yeah, so you're not, you're not making really long, uh, movements in combat like like we used to so that's got to be a totally different paradigm from what these guys are about to step out to on the at here or, or the cdt as well where it's just kind of you're not moving fast at all you're moving slow and steady all day long week after week <laughs> you, you, you'd think right? we'd know that but we don't when yeah. i started my through hike in 2012 i i, sh- I started off like a running you know shot out of a cannon <laughs> and sure enough i had shin splints and <laughs> up knees uh, right on day three and I suffered for about the first month, and so that, that's one of the uh, the pillars that I try to get across to them um, before they start. Now I'm like, just walk at your natural pace. 
Yeah. Whatever you yeah. do, just walk slow. So one of our listeners asked, is any kind of mentoring, um, some experience through hikers wanting to know if they could offer their services, answering questions to anyone in the warrior hike? They really um, want to donate their time any that way. Is there any kind of setup for that, or should they contact you or go to the webpage perhaps? Yeah, sure. So if uh, they go to our Facebook page, um, we've got all of our warrior hikers listed, and we've got their uh, their names tagged. So if they can feel free to uh, link up with them on Facebook and offer any uh, any assistance they can. What's the Facebook page? It's uh, facebook.com backslash warrior hike. And if you go to our website, which is warriorhike.com, we've got links to our Facebook page there as well. For folks that are not out through hiking this year and might want to follow along with some of the warrior hikers, are any of them keeping online trail journals or doing anything like that? Sure. So actually, I use the Facebook page as, as kind of the uh, the synthesized journal for everybody. So um, basically every day, everyone's sending me back their uh, their stories and their pictures and their videos, and I'm, I'm posting daily updates of their journey um, so people can cool. follow basically all the warrior hikers for the entire six months through our Facebook page. Oh, that's really neat. So, Sean, as a fellow Rhode Islander, I have a question for you. Where's your favorite? Where's your favorite place for clam cakes and chowder? <laughs> oh God, that's going to be uh, Aunt Carrie's. Oh yes, good choice. You've been there. Oh yeah. Oh geez, uh, is that where in where in Rhode Island? Gansett. Yep. Narragansett, there, boy. Okay. Wow. While, while drinking a Gansett. Yes. <laughs> nice. Oh wow. Very cool. Well, um, Sean, is there anything else that you want you know folks listening to the podcast here to know about? The, the warrior hike or the warrior hikers yeah sure if you want to go to our website we've got the uh the schedules posted for all three trails um and we've got our trail town events uh listed on the calendar so if they want to link up with them at any of the trail town events or uh, join them for a section of the hike uh, everyone's more than welcome to come out and we'd love to see you out on the trail very cool thank you so much for agreeing to come on the show and educate everybody about warrior hike it sounds like a just a fantastic endeavor and Mm -hmm. we're glad that you know we can help get the word out about it great well thanks for having me on i appreciate it all right thanks sean have a good one all right you too the trail show less gear more beer Available now on Stitcher Radio. It's The Trail Show. This month's trail show is sponsored by the first ever and perhaps first annual brew hike. All of us here at The Trail Show will be heading out for a three-mile brew hike in downtown Denver on Saturday, May 3rd at 1 p.m. And you are cordially invited to hike along with us. We will be on foot and plan to hike to seven breweries along the brew hike. More info will be posted in late April on our Facebook page, so check back then. Did, did I mention that I might have to mow my lawn that day and I, it's questionable whether no I can be cares. there? No one cares. d man, if you're not there, if you're not at the brew hike... I got to mow my lawn, man. It's going to be like no, May. He's gonna, he'll come, but he'll like disappear after brewery number four, just like roll what, out. What if we start a Kickstarter campaign to pay for someone to mow your lawn so that you can go brew hike with us? Outdoor trips. 
Oh, yes. Well, let's start with Delo's amazing adventure yeah. first. Now, My adventure? Delo, so you went, you did a, a trip this yeah. past month, right? I did. I did a trip. Um, it was actually on Tuesday and Wednesday this week for about a day and a, a half. A legal trip, right? It was a legal trip. Yep. I, I participated in <laughs> democracy. Yeah, a legal trip? I, I participated in democracy, and I spent a day and a half sitting in on a jury at the Boulder County Courthouse. Now, you were a juror. I was a juror. What? For what? Right. What was the case? How did they the allow this? The case was a doctor who was accused of strangling two women who got in his way late in the day when he wanted to get some what? paperwork taken care of. Are you kidding me? No, that's the case. So yeah. is this... Can we assume you're being serious? Yeah. The, okay, so this is this is a real <laughs> they, story. They, they, okay. story. <laughs> they didn't die, though, right? No. no um, and in fact, the, we, the jury, found the doctor... Um, not guilty of Whoa. two counts of Whoa. harassment and one count of assault. We found him not guilty on all three charges. Was anyone strangled? Well, they they definitely got tangled up in a you know four foot wide um, vestibule, right? He he basically ran That's across the tent. hall, and there was these two very large women in there. And he was trying to, he had all these things in his hand, and he was trying to get in the door that they were closing, and he rushed in behind them, and yeah, he wound up with his hmm. hands probably around them, kind of, but I don't think he, uh, none of us actually thought that he put his hands around these women, put them in chokeholds, and held them for the four to five minutes that one of them claimed, Wow! saying, yelling things like, no, 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 you're not going anywhere. That all just seemed a little bit too far-fetched from huh. the stories that we heard. You had to take unpaid days off work, just like you do for the trail show, right? Uh-huh. You, know, you read the letters. Well, actually, the, um, by law, your employer has to pay you for three days of jury duty. Yeah. After that, they don't have to pay you. They don't have to pay you your huh. full salary, they could, but they do have to pay you at least $50. So what did you get? Did uh, you make your full salary for my, those two my days? My employer or? is not too particular about that, those sort of things, so yeah, I got okay. paid. Oh, very good. So you did your duty for... It was actually quite fun. I must have to say it was was quite interesting. You know, I went in there and there's, you know, 50, 60 people sit in this big room. They divide you up into two groups and then they take you into the courtroom and then the trial lawyers, then they choose like a few more names at random. Now they have 12 people on the jury, in the jury box, and then they kind of ask those 12 people questions and then the two... um, attorneys the prosecutor and the defense attorney they get to choose they get to get rid of three people and then so they narrowed it down to six people and there i was hmm. and then as soon as they did that we took a little break and the trial started wow yeah it's quite interesting the huh. most interesting fact was that the six of us sat there for a day and a half listened to testimony listened to lawyers actually got to witness the legal system in action and we made the decision at the end and they honored your decision. Scary. Yeah. I've actually heard... Wow. Did, you, did you at any point lay on the floor like you yeah, did here? <laughs> earlier? No, we were all very professional. Yeah? Yeah. Did you have trial names that are trail names? <laughs> <laughs> no, everything was was very much on the up and up. You know, we used our real, real names. I was referred to as Mr. DiLorenzo. Wow. Whoa. Whoa. Wait, that's your name? It's pretty, it's pretty legitimate, yeah. Wow. Okay. Max, Magpie. Well, POD and I didn't do squat, so we're going to throw it to Max because nope. we know he did like probably at least a dozen trips in the last two weeks. Max, I've only done two trips in two weeks. <laughs> only two? Come so on, I went you're to, dropping the ball to I, I went to Skinner Hut, which is a 10th mountain hut in the backcountry outside of Leadville. Okay. It's, cons- it's 10 and a half miles skiing. It's did, did you, uh, you guys ready for this? Go. You guys ready for this? Did you skin up to it? I skinned up to the Skinner Hut. You use wax skis at <laughs> the beginning. Wait a minute. You're on skis? Yes. 
<laughs> it's really loud. Uh, it's not as loud when they listen to it. Uh, that's uh, another ski trip, Max. Really? But it's the winter. <laughs> How are you supposed to get there? You're supposed to hike, for the love of God. Well, it was a 10-mile ski, and it was 3,000 feet gain, and 1,500 of it came the last three miles up steep switchbacks. Ooh. Nice. Yeah. It's considered one of the harder huts to get to, for better or oh, worse. Oh, is it? Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Did you have well, an FKT on it? I yeah. know. Hell no. And uh, you get to just at the cusp of tree line, and it's beautiful, great views, just outside hey. Liverpool. Hey, look, D-Lo's reading the, the, the show sheet for the first time tonight. Wow. <laughs> um, some great people, because you share the huts with I'm other just people. just where we are at this thing, man. We're like, oh, God. But the so best part of the hut, there was a father and daughter there. She's done all the huts, and this is her last hut. Oh, cool. Is and, that a thing? Like uh, I, her, huts? Is she the youngest one to ski to all the tenth mountain huts? <laughs> I don't know, but she's a high school senior. And, oh wow! And this Whoa. is this is the, yeah. That's so she, cool. She's seventeen, and this is you know something the father and daughter do, and it's the last hut together, which I thought was really cool. So nice. I, I'm twice her age, and I haven't skied to a single hut. What does that say about me? I've only skied to one. Yeah, is that you got to get one, on the huts? One more than me. That's right. But on the get out to the huts. <laughs> So last weekend, I did a more traditional trip. It was a winter backpacking trip. On skis, though, I'm afraid. Hope that's okay. Still backpacking. <laughs> it was very much. We slept in tents, and um, it was one I assisted with uh, Andrew Skirkron again. Oh, it cool. A, it was the second winter trip I assisted with. You guys had some weather that weekend, didn't you? No, it was pretty cool. Was it? I, I think it. Snowed. I think it was bad yeah. down here because Dilo, we were working out in your yard. Well, the we'll weather was worse. There was an inversion. It was actually we when we finished the trip. At 9,500 feet or so at the trailhead, it was 40 degrees and sunny. We got to the visitor's center. It was probably in the 30s and cloudy. We got to Boulder. No word of a lie. It's 18 degrees and cold. No word of a lie. <laughs> so it was worse yep. out here. Yeah. That was um, that was the day I helped D'Lo in his yard, and it was 13. It was yeah. warm, relatively warm up there. The first night. It, it so cold. Huh. The first night, it only dropped to the low 20s. And I'm pretty out of shape right now, but I'm pretty proud of myself because Saturday, when it was really freaking cold, I went out and ran 10 miles on the green belt. That's pretty impressive. No word of a lie. No word of a lie. No word of a lie. It was painful. It was really painful. This winter trip, there's a a twist. (laughs) What? A twist. A wrinkle. A wrinkle. (laughs) A twist. Was someone from your hometown that got rescued? (laughs) No, because I was helping to lead the trip. Who's going to need rescuing? Exactly. Yeah, there you go. Um, but Snorkel knows Duncan, who's a client on the trip. Oh, no kidding. Yes. So yeah. did you figure this out on the trip or not like until afterwards? A couple hours ago. Yeah, I'm surprised he didn't mention me. No, I'm totally kidding. Ah, <laughs> yeah, totally come kidding. on, Max. What's going on? Well, that's not my fault. <laughs> and apparently the thing, he, fault. the thing he liked the most of the whole trip was my making of snow furniture. Oh, you did some snow furniture. Yeah, I'll let Snarkle say basically what he said. Yeah, he he was totally impressed with Mag's kitchen. He was like, man, that guy had like a counter, enough space for all of our stoves. He dug this thing out. Wow. I, I, yeah, I made like a, a countertop that went around everyone. It was a good fi- you know, three or four feet deep. I had some shelving. I had a little pantry. Do you have any photos of said shelving and pantry? I do. Please throw them up on the Facebook page. I'd love to see them. All right. So it was a great trip. Um, some really great people. We had two people who've never been on skis before. <laughs> now, did you have an inside wow. sink in your kitchen? That you I built? did not. Oh, okay. I wasn't quite that fancy. But I call it my IKEA snow furniture. <laughs> <laughs> we know you love IKEA. That's right. But it was a wonderful trip. Um, people got really confident on skis by the end. And it was great to do some winter backpacking. Very cool. Me and uh, Dilo had a little outdoor excursion. 
in Delo's front yard one day. We did last Saturday, it, and it was the day that it was, you know, thirteen in Boulder, snowing. Yeah. So Delo's got plans to plant like what four, five, six trees out there in the front. Three sh- three shrubs and a tree. And there was a large tree that was too close to the foundation of your home. So we chopped it down. So we removed it. That was our Saturday 18-degree, 13-degree work. While you were out running in circles, we were chopping I down I did not a run tree. in circles. I've been out and back. Nobody asked you. Yes, you did. <laughs> no, I just accused By you. By giving incorrect no. information, you asked me to clarify. Uh-uh, no. Illegally, I did not ask you any questions. Legally. I stated, Man, this guy. I stated, he, I stated, I'm glad you got oh. information. I stated some you know, information, and I did not solicit a th- response. This dude, he goes to jury duty, thinks he's Perry freaking Mason. <laughs> I know, man. He's, all of a sudden, he's Jesus. a lawyer. Come on, D-Lo. All right. And now it's time for a trail tip. What's your freaking yes. trail tip? What's your trail right. tip? This month, it's short and sweet, and it's going to play into something we're going to talk about here in a little bit, little bit. My trail tip of the month is if you're hiking the PCT, or hiking any part of any trail through California this summer, do not use a denatured alcohol stove, especially the ones that are DIY made out of soda cans. That's it. All right. That was short. That was short and sweet. That was sweet. There's a reason. It's The fire cool. situation out there is sketchy, and we're going to get into that We'll discuss it shortly. Later. I don't want to steal all the thunder just yet. Should we, should we do the mailbag? Yes. Please. Let's all do right. the mailbag. This one's from Greg Brulette. Oh, God. I'm listening to the new podcast and just got to the bacon fat comment. <laughs> oh. oh <laughs> I should have had that queued up. This goes into the best of the trail show. Special show, along with the backpack full of chains, training regime. <laughs> the backpack full of chains. And dehydrated bears. <laughs> Bears. Yeah. Bears. Bears. <laughs> so that was short and sweet, too. Thanks, Greg. You know, we had a few co- listeners comment about the, the Ask of a Hiker segment from last month. Comment. I'd rather not go through that again. <laughs> I yeah. still have a bunch of bacon fat in the fridge, and I'm saving <laughs> for the summer. All right. Moving along. Wow. <clears throat> so this one's from Buddy Sessoms, and the title is 40 Plus Days. Hmm. Just finished the FT episode, and I cannot believe another 40-plus days will likely pass before the next. Not true. Yeah, not true. He's getting those shows mixed up. Having binge-listened to the prior 20-plus three episodes, I will not be repeating the last 12 for a few pint glasses. However, I love the show. P.O.D. and D.Lo are clearly the best of the lot. Wow. Thanks there, buddy. Buddy Sessoms. Vero Beach, Florida. <laughs> Closer to the FT than D'Lo ever was. Oh, <laughs> that boy. That's oh. right. Whoa. And that's our mailbag. I'm so not going to argue with We that. had another mail item, but we're going to move it to Ask a Hiker. Okay. We'll get into that. And uh, that had something to do with D'Lo's accountant, right? Yes. Okay. Correct. Very good. And, and also a lack of Ask a Hiker enthusiasm this month. <laughs> Very maybe, good. Maybe they're mirroring your enthusiasm. Yeah, your energy, man. Yeah. What do you mean my energy? Oh, Amber's not the color of your energy. <laughs> <laughs> ever ever see Winnie the Pooh growing up? You know, ER? Oh, this yeah. sucks. <laughs> I think that character is based on D-Lo. That, should we put up a side-by-side of ER and D-Lo on, on yes. the Trail Show Facebook page? <laughs> I think so. Okay, very good. Wait, listeners, what what is our Trail Show Facebook page? Just in case somebody doesn't know, what is it? www.facebook.com 
Full stop. The trail show. No, slash. No, you blew that one, show. dude. It's triple W full stop Facebook oh. full stop com slash the trail show. Wait, I think you got an extra full stop in there. No, 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 no. no. It was triple W full oh. stop Facebook oh full yeah, stop. Come on, man, please. Come. You know. The, 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 okay. They've already checked out on that's us. That's like right. the fourth cricket today, so just so you know. <laughs> okay, that's all right. That's, that's it. Moving right along. You mean you've cricketed me four times? There's been uh, a lot of crickets, man. It's uh, just like being back on the trail. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh, Jiminy. Donations? Mags? <laughs> yeah, beer and bandwidth. He just, he just said, oh, Jiminy. Oh, Jiminy, Jim, Jiminy. Did Jim, nobody Jim, hear that? Jiminy. No. Speaking of crickets. <laughs> so donations. So we have two people doing recurring donations. <laughs> we have Diane we Pinkers. Got a, yeah, another. And we have another recurring donation. The Bobby Walters. The Bobby Walters. The Bobby Walters. Man. I mean. It is the Bobby Walters Studios after she's all. She's like the, the godfather. Way, the way this is going is going to be the Bobby Walters Studio, the Bobby Walters Porch, the Bobby Walters you know, trail work crew, et cetera, et cetera. It's, it's incredible. No, thank you so much. She's an amazing woman. And, she we also has, and she has really funny Facebook posts, P.S. Yes. Amazing woman. And we have, um, we have repeat offenders this week. Um, we have Wayne Norman and Ray Fitch. Also Ray donated. Fitch, dear boy. And Wayne Norman, who I both believe have donated before. Yeah, nice. thanks, guys. Yes, thank you so much to our listeners, and we greatly appreciate it. And if you, too, want to be a monthly contributor, Mags posted some info on how to do a reoccurring monthly donation. That's right. On the Facebook page, and again, Dilo. It may be like, you know, MPR will, eyes have, will have tote bags like MPR eventually. <laughs> Triple W, full stop, Facebook, full stop, com, forward slash, the trail show. Boom. Boom. That's Boom. it. All right. What about beer list? We went through that earlier. Yeah, potato. Full stop. Brandon, EBT, Tori, and Cassie. Woo. Full stop. And, of course, our bear sponsor again. Nash Rambler, thank you. The Nash Rambler. Yeah. We've That's had some of the... the now, was he sponsoring Grizzlies or Black Bears? Because I just heard you say he was our bear sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> or was it, was, was it a Kodiak? It Was it a Kodiak? What was it, Max? Dehydrated Polar. bear. Or was it dehydrated? Panda. Okay. Panda. Panda. Giant panda. By oh. the way... Red panda? I, I, snorkel was at the Winter OR, and I tried to like go get her to find the dehydrated oh, yeah. beer guy. I was looking for He her. wasn't there, oh. unfortunately. But I was like, man... Snorkel, go ambush this guy. Tell him the trail show wants. We want a kit to sample, and he wasn't there. So we'll, oh, we'll, we'll get well, him. We'll look for him in summer. At the summer. summer the summer. We'll get him. How do we like the second one, the jam? Oh, yeah. Let's talk about the beer real quick. As yeah. we're speaking of it. Okay. Jam sessions. Now, the second beer was the Jam Session Pale Ale from Noda Brewing Company out of Charlotte, NC. Dilo, you said you loved it, man. I love them all. I love all the bears. I do. You know, <laughs> it's pretty. It's actually. <laughs> It's pretty darn smooth. Both for, of these beers are phenomenal for a pale ale. Yeah, yeah, and it's and it, and much like unlike many other session ales, it's got a lot of flavor. It's got a lot of body. It's it does have a lot of tasty. body. It's tasty. I still like the Jade IPA the best, but I'm just an IPA freak. I like the sessions better. Yeah, I like the session beer. I like the Jade better. And what I was saying yeah. about this Jade is, you know, here on here in Rocky Mountain Empire, and you know, I'm from California, the West Coast. Yeah. we get very uh, very prideful about our IPAs. And this IPA, you know, I normally don't think East Coast IPAs are very good, but this is uh, this, this is one to write home about. It's very yeah. good. What kind, of, what kind of East Coast bears do you prefer? <laughs> she said she doesn't. New, New, New she Jersey does. black bears? <laughs> New Jersey black bears. You know, I, w- I would even submit that this Jade IPA is going to be in the running for the 2014 Trail Show Beer of the Year. Yeah, me too. <laughs> All right. 
All right. Moving along. I tell you what. Before we move along, let's go to a break. When we come back, we'll get into a book and a documentary that we reviewed this month. We're right. going to have some musings for everybody. Some musings. Both a short book and a short documentary, though. When we get back. Get on the trail. My God, Polly. I ate some bad baloney. The Trail Show. Raise a glass. The trail show is back. All right, and we're back, and we've got a few things we reviewed this month, a book and a documentary. Let's do the book first. Okay. The, the book, it's Ultralight Survival Kit by Justin Trauma Lichter. Justin Trauma Lichter. I've got a copy here in hand. It actually, um, I, I was surprised I didn't realize it was a small book. It's seven inches by four and a half inches in size and about 100 pages long. A perfect size for a cargo pocket. That's right. That's what you were saying. Yes. It's pretty cool. It was a quick read. Yep. I really liked it. I, I admit, though, that I, even though Gimpy, Gimpy's little soul has, has left this earth, I, I still read through all the dog section, and it made me really sad. Well, well that's understandable. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I actually thought about that, too, but I, too, read through all the dog section. Yeah. Real quick, um, Philip Werner from sectionhiker.com. He did a quick review of Ultralight Survival Kit, this book by Trauma, and it's on Amazon. And I think I can I can give a good idea of what this book's about to the listeners. I'll just read this. Uh, this is from Philip Werner. It doesn't matter if you're an experienced thru-hiker, section hiker, or weekend backpacker. The Ultralight Survival Kit is jam-packed with simple tips and tricks to help you eliminate unnecessary weight from your gear list by teaching you how to use what you have to cope with unexpected situations. Written by expert long-distance hiker Justin Lichter, it contains detailed how-tos for coping with bad weather, snow conditions, wild animals, river crossings, off-trail hiking dangers, and anything the backcountry can throw at you. If you've ever said, oh, sh- on a backpacking trip, there's something in this book for you. I think that's a pretty good synopsis yeah. of this book. You know, book. I think that the Boy Scouts of America need to read this book. And I, I know I make fun of them a lot, but... How dare you? Um, you know, their motto is always prepared. Be prepared. Yeah. Oh, is that what it is? And so they, they bring like a ton of crap into the backcountry because they have to be prepared. And I really think that they should adopt the motto, be prepared to improvise. Well, like, I, you know, that that's a that's a more useful approach like you just can't have everything with you and so make do with what you have in, in fairness to the boy scouts the motto originally was to be mentally prepared have the skill sets ah, you know? okay. and that's kind of what justin's book is it's not so much about the gear or the equipment it's be prepared mentally have the knowledge yep. and the skill set to fall back Got on it. so See, if anything that. of so course you knew the history of course and bp baden powell be prepared Boom. Oh. That's how I remembered it. So, you know, he came Baden Powell. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what we were talking about. loves it, man. Baden Powell came from a military background. Yeah. So he wanted the Boy Scouts to be self sufficient, independent with skills. And over the years, like, 
I hate to say it, backpacking in general has become more gear intensive. Yeah. You are prepared with the gear you have, by the amount of toys you have, not yeah, what because, you know. I you mean, I, I'm going to get some hate mail, but I don't care. The Boy Scouts that I've seen in the back in the, in the woods are not prepared. Well, and that's what and that's what Justin's book does very well. Yeah. You know, guys, this is a lot like that Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young song. If you can't be with the one you love, honey, love, love the, the one, one you're with. with. Right? Isn't that oh, it? Yeah. Isn't that yeah. it right there? It's can, like you don't have that. Can we, like, hear, can we hear a little more of that? Sure. Yeah. If you can't be with the one you love, what honey, does it sound like love Eric the one you're with. Love the one you're with. <laughs> Wow. Love the one you're well, with. That took a you know, I mean, no, it's not. That's... I just wanted to cut it short. Okay. I know the Trail Show studio album coming soon because to a record store near you. <laughs> I love his little hand drawings. You know, the oh, track. yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. Those are cool. It reminded me of like a, a Tom Brown book or something. Yeah, exactly. If any of you are familiar with the Tom Brown guys. I, I was making jokes just there, but there's a ton of knowledge in this book. Even for the experienced backpacker, there's just so many tricks and tips. Yeah, in there, I, you know? learned, I learned quite a bit. And you know what's nice about it is it's four ounces. So, you know, yeah. if you didn't research at all what you need to do in the backcountry and you're about to start the AT, like, you know, I did on my first AT hike, I should have picked that up, threw it in the back pocket, and read it while I was hanging out in my yeah. hammock at night. Yeah. I really liked his discussion about the clouds, and it made me want to like become a little more knowledgeable about cloud formations and the names of the clouds. And I mean, I, mean, I feel like from living in the West, I have a pretty good idea of like what's, what's about to happen. But as a nerd, I really like that he knew all the names of all the different little clouds. I was impressed by that as well. Yep. So, a lot of distilled knowledge and a really compact... Yeah, and, and not a word of a lie in there. Not a word of a lie. Not a word of a lie. <laughs> and if you put this book in your back pocket for your hike, it does not contribute to your pack weight. That's, That's right. True. And or you can use it to cargo. start a fire if you need to. Yep. Yeah. You can use it as fire. And I'm sure there's a chapter in there on how to start a fire. Fact, Actually, probably what you should do with the book is take it with you on your hike. And as you read sections of it and absorb the knowledge, use the pages for toilet paper because you're not carrying <laughs> They're it. a little sturdy. The better. It's, it's, it's even better. FSC certified paper. Yeah. You could reuse it. It is. Yeah. yeah. If you want to get a copy of the book yourself, you can go to justinlichter.com. It's J U S T I N L I C H T E R.com. Um, right now, he's got paperback copies for $12.95. I also found there's an ebook format, a Kindle edition on Amazon, and it's. I think it's eight bucks and change. I'm not sure exactly what's, what what's it is. What's the weight of that uh, ebook edition? The ebook, the ebook de- uh, edition depends on the weight of your ebook reader, Dilo. Oh, I wouldn't so. advise using that as toilet paper. No, that, my yeah, guess that's is the problem. It's true. Right there, and you can't you use know? it to start a fire. You'd be hard pressed to find an ebook reader that would be lighter than the paperback. Plus, you couldn't use your ebook reader for toilet paper. That's right. <laughs> Get the paperback, JustinLichter.com. Great book. Lots of really like condensed knowledge in here. Go get it. Good picture. All right, so we watched drawings. a movie also. Way- Wayfaring by Scott Squatch Harriet. About, yeah. About the Camino. The Camino de Santiago. I wish, God, we, we had like two or three episodes in a row where we talked nothing about the Camino. And I feel like, you nothing know. Nothing or everything? Everything. We yeah. talked, what did I just say? Nothing. You said nothing. Sorry. It was nothing strange, and everything. I was thinking of no word of a lie. I, I don't know. sentence that you Sorry. made up there. Uh, my mind's going faster than my mouth. So anyway, we watched Wayfaring, available at SquatchFilms.com. Did everybody here watch it? Snorkel, you haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Although, if you want to send me a copy, Squatch. 
Yeah, Squatch sends snorkel a copy. Oh, because Squatch is listening. Squatch is listening. He listens to every show. Yeah, Yeah, every show. He actually listens to them twice. He's one of our biggest fans. Yeah, and and he does a recurring donation. That Harry Harry Squatch. Uh, His recurring donation is not being on the show anymore. (laughs) Wow. It just got... Squatch, if you're not listening, we love you. We love you, boy. Just kidding. Come on. Squatch and our friends. It just got a little warm in here. My favorite two characters... In that movie, I was thinking all along, it were these two guys, and I was like, those guys are my favorite. And then at the end, it was like one of them left to go hike the PCT or something. What? And I was like, I knew it. Or that was the next thing he was going to do or whatever. Well, he met right over there. Then he meets, he saw someone at Camino who he met on the PCT. Wasn't that what it was? Yeah, 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 yeah. That, I think, yeah, that's true. What but I-, I just thought it was cool because I feel like most of the people that were on the Camino... You know, it's like any adventure you do that's one step beyond what you've done in the past feels like a huge journey. And when you when he was interviewing the people, you got that sense that they were like, wow, I'm on this like insane journey right now. I think for through hikers, they're thinking like, oh, that's kind of a nice, easy hike. You know, like you sleep inside, you don't have to carry very much. You only hike like 15 miles a day or whatever, and it's pretty flat. And and um, I just thought it was interesting because at the end there were the two guys. That, oh, they like, the shaved one. their head. They did like mohawks or something. They had the big beards. And they did the yeah. northern route through the mountains. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those guys. And they yeah. camped most of the time, which is highly yes. unusual. I was like, man, those guys need to be like do a through hike. And then they were like the like the footnotes at the end were like they had left to go do the AT or the PCT or yeah. That was their next thing. I don't and, know. And, and fairness, the Pyrenees look like it could be a little interesting. Yeah. They are. I mean, the early season. The, the yeah. route that we did in Spain, like a lot of it went through the towns, which was very frustrating. But the few times that we were high up in the mountains, it was like no joke up there. I mean, it was it was kind of gnarly. Yeah. Hmm. What I liked about it, too, is that it's the very international flair. It was so interesting. People of Korea, yeah. Japan, and yeah. um, Aust- a lot of Australians. Yeah. <laughs> And yes. of course, you know, on holiday, man. And Germans, there's the same amount of Walk vacation about. time. And yeah. Walkabout. Yeah. Walkabout. So, yeah. so my question is, for, for all of you as thru-hikers, having watched this film, do you, do you think you're going to go out and do the nope. Camino? No Hell way. No. no. No way. Never. I, actually, this movie cemented... You know, I originally thought, I should go do the Camino just to like challenge myself with the fact of having to sleep in, you know... Close confines with 800 million other people. And, and then I was, I was like, like, no, I, absolutely not. Yeah, no. I don't want it. That's not why I go hike. I want to get away from people. I think I'd do the El Camino if I was like 22 years old and hadn't been to Europe before. Yeah, you I know? can see that. I would love to hike through Europe. Like the Pyrenees looked beautiful. I would yeah. love to do a Pyrenees trek. Pyrenees um, high route. I mentioned before I'd love to hike through the Apennines. Which what, Whatever happened to the Via Alpina? Alpini. You guys ever hear about that? Many years ago, that was like the route through Europe. It was connecting a lot of the grand routes, hmm. the hot routes through Europe. You know, I'm just going to go ahead what and say this because apparently, I, I don't know. I don't care what people think of me. I, it's I, pod at thetrailshow.com. Right. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm going to say that I have no interest in doing even the Pyrenees High Route because that route still goes into the towns quite a bit. And I just, I'm going to be honest, like it's just not wildernessy there. I'm done. I'm yeah. done with that. It's a different kind of hike. It's a different kind of hike, and I get that, and that's what some people want. But I, I, I don't it's know. It's not your bag. It's not my bag. Going back to the film real quick. One thing I did like about um, so, so Squatch has a bunch of films. Okay, he's got PCT films. He's got AT films. He's got films about Sasquatches. He's got films about roadside attractions. Now he's got a film about the Camino. 
The Squatch films that I really seem to connect with are the ones where he follows the same group of folks from start to finish, and he did that with Wayfaring. And I really dug the fact that, like, right in the beginning, you meet a group of hikers that are from all over the world, and you follow that same group uh, throughout the entire movie, which I thought was cool. And another thing I thought was cool is at the beginning, he kind of catches, you know, he just happens to be at this table with a bunch of hikers, and... They're at a, a refugio, and the host is asking them, why are you out on the Camino? And this one girl, um, I think she was from New York or some yeah. other city, yeah, yeah. she says, you know, and, and you know, everybody's out on the Camino for different reasons. Some folks, it's religious. A lot of folks, it's spiritual. Some folks are just, you know, some people, it's just health, physical, whatever. There were those blonde girls that were out there to party. <laughs> there, yeah, there's some people out there to party. <laughs> but know, like cool. any other trail. But, this, yeah. but this, yeah. one, this one gal from New York City, I believe, she said, you know, I've become a cynic, and I'm out here to lose my cynicism. And I thought that was, that was pretty cool, you know? Mm-hmm. I also like that she's, she actually corrected herself in her statement. She was like, I'm out here to be less cynical. I'm out here to be more positive. Yeah. Like she, like, you know. And and you could see, and so she was on the the movie, you know, for the rest of the the film, and you could see like the change in her personality and and, like how the how the Camino, yeah, it was really neat to watch. I'll just say that I I really dug that, but I I never never want to go hike the Camino personally. (laughs) Well, I think none of us want to hike for a cultural experience, and that's cool. There's a lot of people out there they wanted the. European cultural experience. Yeah, and agreed. I, I, and I think of that one scene that I thought was really cool. It was a, uh, the young woman who received a walking stick from a Spanish gentleman. Oh, yeah. yeah. That he, was he did that in honor of his wife. Uh, and his sons didn't honor their mother. And he said, I want you to have this stick and please walk with it. Now, I found that you know very heartwarming and touching and whatnot, but she was just a stranger to him. Why did he just give her this stick? Because, and know? that's what I'm trying to say, this root, which... We have no desire to do, though. Apparently, has a huge impact on other people. Mm. It yeah. really is a very spiritual. I mean, the history of it alone, it goes back to pre-Roman times. There's oh, wow. A, there's a lot of culture in it, and it extends all the way into Germany. <laughs> I'm gesticulating here. What can I say? But, uh, what? <laughs> Whoa. What? Hey, let's keep it family-friendly, man. I don't know what you just said, but please. <laughs> but, <I> mean, <laughs> Forget about. I don't think any of us... <laughs> I don't think any of us could accept the route for what it is. I admit it because we want a wilderness experience. But you know what? If you're curious about the Camino and you want a different view of the Camino than maybe what you saw you on the way, you should contact the Noodleheads. You, you, you could listen to a, our previous trail show or you could check out Wayfaring, squatchfilms.com. Yeah, I think it gives a great snapshot onto what this experience yeah. is all about. I agree. And I think a lot of people could really be happy doing the Camino. We're just I, I would love to do it. Especially if you haven't been to Europe before and you want to go to Europe and maybe you're a little bit on the young side and you want to hang out with a bunch of people and meet a bunch of different people from all over the world. That's, yeah. that's a good experience. And like a 2000 you do want to do it? I, yeah, I want to do it. You yeah. know, clearly I'm into cultural hiking and there like, you, go. you know, I like hiking for food. Yeah. Would, would you have to hike around other people? Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think I'd want to do it then. No, you would. You would lose your freaking mind on that trail, Delo. Don't even think about it, there, boy. <laughs> I, I think the it, the reality is, though, it's all about expectations. Oh, absolutely, you know? yeah, totally. And if you go into it with the, you know the mindset of like of like the culture and the history and the the and interaction this, that, and the other and the, thing, yeah. yeah. 
then I think you have a great time. And Why I are think, we using an Italian accent for a Spanish? <laughs> yeah, I, what, what's going on here? And but, I and I yes, think the woman who speaks Spanish <laughs> exactly. And I, and I think like for me, just like you said, like I what I have learned about myself is that I'm not interested in cultural. <laughs> well, you are you are from Michigan. I you am know? from Michigan. <laughs> you know, I am interested in cultural things, but maybe yeah. not in a way of a trail. My, one of my best days in Europe is I purposely got lost in Rome. I mean, I knew basically where I was, but I walked all day. I went into places where no English was spoken. Wait, wait. Was this before the Inman 300? You set the precedent for the urban <laughs> through hiking He's still in Rome? The Inman. Inman, hey, what is it? All right, stuff, no, all right. This is seriously what I would do. I would stay at the hostel. Then I would hike my map, but I would just wander on purpose and get a little lost and just find obscure places. I did that for three or four days in a row wow. in Rome and just walk. And it, walking was a great way to see the culture. But... For me, I don't want to set route. Like these are the yeah. stops. Check, check, yeah, check. True. And I, I think we may have enjoyed it more too if it hadn't been like a thousand degrees. Well, we did yeah. go hiking. I know. No, in I'm Spain just saying, during the hottest month of I know, the year. I'm just saying that you know I, that could have been part of it. No, I will say when I went to Germany, I suggest let's just wander and get lost. The German relatives almost had a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, like yeah, nine, 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 neat, no. neat. We must. No, we can't just walk and get lost. We need an itinerary. We got to be here at this time. Like, okay, I can tell where my ancestors' roots lie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> anyway, anyway, it's a great. But it's cl- a great movie. Yeah. Don't listen to me. It's a great movie. Go to the Camino. Be cultured. Don't be a Neanderthal like myself. All right, we need to be a bit of a downer here and ha- and talk with folks about drought, fire restrictions, and related issues in the West this summer. So we're going to try to keep this brief, but we're going to be serious, even D'Lo, for the next uh, two, three, four, maybe even five minutes. We'll oh, he's see. asleep. Wait, it's fine. <laughs> D'Lo, please. What? Sorry, guys. Were you talking please. to me? Are we recording? Yeah, we're doing uh, the fire, still, the fire bit. Doing, is the, this still the trail show? The fire segment. What happened? Okay. Mags, do you want to lead this, man? Well, I was going to say the PCTA has posted two very important notices on their website in the past couple of months. Uh, the first one was essentially, heads up, there's going to be some fire restrictions this coming summer. Um, you can't use alcohol stoves. These go into place. You can't use wood stoves. These go into place. Please consider using a canister stove. And if you're an outfitter or a trail angel, consider stocking canisters. The second more recent notice is, oh, yes, there are fire restrictions, and here they are for the sections, yeah. not so much for the PCT, but for the National Forest and such. Right. And spell out pretty much why you can't use alcohol stoves. And, you know, people, I've noticed some of the comments have been, why are we so against alcohol stoves recently? Not just us, but collectively as a community. Yeah. And I just think it's been a lot more drier, a lot more hotter. Yeah. There's been fires caused. And just be safe out there. And whether you agree with the bans or not, if it says no alcohol stoves, no esbit stoves, no wood stoves. The please. rules apply to you. Yeah, you're not a precious little snowflake just because you're a thru-hiker. And, and, you know, let me get real for a minute. Get real. Most people that are thru-hiking long trails have a fair bit of backpacking experience. And you eh. think, oh, I, I would never start a fire. You know, I made my homemade alcohol stove. I've used it for 5,000 miles. You know, the rules, this doesn't apply to me. Um, I would never, let me tell you what, I can't tell you how many times that, especially in 04 on the PCT, other through, through hikers started um, wildfires in California because they, mis- they, they stood up and kicked over their alcohol stoves by mistake while they were lit. And these were people 
that were very competent and experienced backpackers, and they started forest fires. One of which started was seven hundred acres right near um, a section of trail in between Idlewild and Big Bear City. And when POD and I went through that section in '08, the entire stream through Mission Creek had been burned because of oh, a, a fire. That was yeah. the, the other. Whoever thing, did that needs to be lashed because I suffered that day. The other thing I'll, I'll mention trees. real quickly is I've also been on the fire, the wildland firefighters side of this whole piece. And in 2011, I was out as a firefighter um, mopping up a 5,000-acre fire right outside of Fort Collins that was started because a backpacker mistakenly stood up and kicked over his homemade alcohol stove. This person, too, was a very competent you know, backpacking person. And the thing is, is that no matter how competent you are, it's it's so easy to mistakenly topple over one of these open denatured alcohol st- homemade stoves. I know you don't think you could do it, but it happens so quickly. And here's the thing. If you knock it over, it's like liquid fire running across the landscape. And if that landscape is super dry, you, you're basically f- <laughs> There's no other nice way to put it. The fire that I was on in 011... Um, ended up burning a couple homes. Luckily, no one died. But the thing that you got to think about is like, I know you don't think that you could start a wildfire, but you could. And if you do, homes could burn down, which they have, or lives could be lost. It's just not worth it. Take, at least through California, take a freaking isobutane stove. The new pocket rocket isn't that heavy. There's stuff that's even lighter than that. Just do it. Like, don't even screw with your homemade alcohol stove. I know it's cool. You made it, it's cheap. You know, you're beating the system. Wonderful. Don't do it this year. Take a freaking isobutane stove and just deal with it. It's not going to, like, make your backpack eight pounds heavier. I swear to God. Trust me. Thank you, Disco, for that amazingly informative rant. That was beautiful. Thank you. We love you. The Trail Show listeners they hate me. are amazed at the knowledge man. that just spewed forth, man. It was really like from your heart, man. This is a window. This is a window into our marriage. Disco and I just take turns ranting about things. <laughs> but I was gonna say, if you're so not convinced, Jester put together a great video yes. of experienced Triple Crowners. Triple Crowners who said, Yeah, I screwed up. And one of them lit herself on fire and got second degree burns. Yes. Like the thing is, is like Ooh. It can happen to anyone by mistake and, at any moment. And just you know? to be clear, we're not uh, anti-alcohol stoves. I think if it's, I am, if it's, uh, <laughs> I'm not. I'm anti everything. She's the princess <laughs> of darkness. Now, what if um, are your chances of standing up and accidentally kicking over your alcohol? Alcohol. <laughs> we have some more beer. <laughs> um, Actually, we drank it all. Um, almost. Um, are your chances of standing up and kicking over your alcohol stove less if you hike alone? I no. I have no because idea. Because if you're sitting there no. by yourself, you're not about to get up and start jumping around when somebody says, Who is this going? You remember me? And you're just like, yeah, but oh, just it's jump. Not you like stand people up, are like, you know? are like, oh, I'm cooking, and now I want to tap dance because there's like <laughs> someone in my camp. You know, it's I, like usually what happens is you're cooking, and you're like, I forgot my spoon. I got to uh-huh. get up and get it, or I forgot this, or right. let me, I need my map. It's let, not like Disco just like threw a rock at you and you jumped up and accidentally kicked no, over your alcohol. Uh, no, let me give yeah. you a, a, a personal example. On the CDT in 2006, one night POD. Myself and Speedo had stopped to cook dinner. She and I were using an open, denatured alcohol stove, and I did something really weird with the mini Bic I had. Do you remember this moment when it flew up in the air 
And when it came down, it landed right in the middle of the stove, which was on fire. No. Oh, jeez. Yes. This. It was just a complete freak moment where all of a sudden my lighter, <laughs> full of full of lighter fuel, is in a stove that is already lit and I on fire. I think it's from the way that you used to light the stove. Yeah. Well, mini bics are not very easy to manipulate when you have big mitts like myself. But anyway, yeah, I know. I'm not the most, you know, uh, what's the word? Dexterous. There Nimble. you go. Nimble. Um, all of that stuff. So anyway, luckily I was able to get the lighter out of the open flame somehow without starting a forest fire, and it worked out. Then there was another moment where P.U.D. and I bought the red bottle heat instead of the yellow bottle Never heat. Never buy the red. And we almost lit an entire, you know, three-foot-tall grass gulch on fire. And we're both very competent backpackers, you know. And I'm just saying, like, these fluke things can happen, and then the problem of a super dry drought year, especially in California, if it happens to you, you're likely going to start a wildfire. That, that, and that's just, that's, you don't want to be there, man. The red you heat, just don't want to do it. The red heat alcohol stove situation was so stressful. It just kept, oh. it kept like lighting things on fire around it. It was burning so hot and so crazy. And we kept like pouring. Thank God we were by a water source because we kept pouring more. Like we got the two liter platies, you know, we kept pouring it out around Around yeah, the, we kept wetting oh the grass God, beneath so the stove. Scary. It was sketchy. It you, was sketchy. You don't want to be there. So I'll, get an isobutane stove. I was going to say, if it's allowed, like, you know, Appalachians, though there's been fire restrictions in the Appalachians sometimes, too, believe it or not. Really? Certainly not this year. Yeah. Well, no. I'm just saying in general, though, yeah. if it's allowed, use the alcohol stove. Yeah, or go for it. Or just eat your ramen dry like potato chips. Or I was being serious. The other option is, especially if it's hot and dry anyway, go stoveless. Stoveless. Folks, please take the drought and fire restrictions seriously this year on the PCT in California. We don't want to be big downers, but it's, you know, it's no joke. And ultimately, it's people's homes and lives that are at stake. It's not just your through hike. So, that, you know, that's it. That's all I wanted to say. We have our uh, uh, hiker questions, right? <laughs> What's that called, P.O.D.? <laughs> if only we had a name for um, Ask well, a Hiker. Yeah, well, what's, that, what's that segment called? It's called It's Time to Wake Dilo Up and Get Him Up Off the Floor. Dilo, hey, there's hey your guys. music, man. I'm here. I'm, I'm ready to read some questions. <laughs> <laughs> and building off that last rant that I really angered Mags with, I'm going to jump right into this Dear Ask a Hiker question. <laughs> Dear Ask a Hiker. Dear Ask a Hiker, I'm planning on a northbound PCT hike this summer starting at the kickoff. I've been keeping on top of the snow situation in the high Sierras and want to be prepared to go stoveless. I know what Delo thinks of this, so let me ask the rest of you what your suggestions are for going stoveless on the PCT this summer. Sincerely, Walrus from Almont, Colorado. Almont? Where, been, where is Almont? It's in between Gunnison and Crested Butte. There's a very Ooh. famous bar there called the Almont Lounge, which I highly recommend. Oh, I, I yeah, know that boy. Okay. There's also a very famous bear that likes to hang out in the yeah. dumpster of the Almont, <laughs> Almont Lounge. And P.O.D. had a yeah, close encounter. we hung out a couple times, that bear and I. <laughs> He's friendly. He's nice enough. He runs away when he sees you. He's so, just a dumpster diver. So back yeah. to Walrus's question here. Yeah. Um, going stoveless, it's not my cup of tea. It's not my cup of but tea But I think my, before I turn it over to Mags, who has extensive experience going stoveless. Is that correct? A fair amount. Yeah. Mm. Um, I would think, I would, my suggestion would be to procure grains that can be hydrated in a Tupperware in your pack over the course of a day that are edible um, 
when cold. Like couscous. Does yeah. couscous work? Couscous. Like Very well. Uh, you could dehydrated like refried beans. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anything by uh, Fantastic <laughs> Foods, for the most part, they yeah. do a dehydrated hummus. What about hummus. TVP? Does that work? Oh, dear. <laughs> Mashed potato flakes work really well. I'm not into cold potatoes so much, but... Uh, but, yeah, the, the idea is generally, like, put that stuff in water, in a Tupperware... In a Ziploc, yeah. in your backpack. Just hike with it. A few hours before you need to eat it. And also, like, get another Tupperware container for your tea bag that you're going to yeah. steep during the day and have your cold tea at night. <laughs> <laughs> Max, do you have anything further to add to our just wonderful suggestions for what it means to go stoveless I'll say in if a it's, high, fire, high fire danger year? I was saying if it's hot and dry anyway, you probably don't necessarily want a hot meal. Yeah. No. And that's no. part of the reason why. And don't think of it as just your normal backpacking food. You know, um, protein works, tortilla wraps work. You know, it's true. Yeah. Tortillas think, with like peanut butter and mayonnaise or something. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps some bologna. Cream cheese, pepperoni. Yeah. But, you oh, know, tortillas can take anything. Bologna. Yeah. <laughs> um, pepperoni sticks are great. Jerky. Jerky. And you can't eat ramen cold. No joke. It's like potato chips. Yeah. Or, I mean, or just pack out potato chips. They're so good. What I find going stoveless, you stop thinking of meals as just one long snack buffet. Also, um, pie. Wait, 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 wait. You stop thinking of meals as one long snack buffet? Wait, I, I went stoveless on the PCT, and I always thought of food as one long snack buffet. Well, that's what, what I'm saying, though. Like People that's think, oh, this is my breakfast food. This is my dinner food. Right. You just, like, you just eat your food whenever. Yeah. Wasn't there a movie called Stoveless in Seattle? Uh. <laughs> no, I don't think I there was. Uh, Squatch, if you're listening, this could be the next documentary that you do. Explore so, the stoveless cooking phenomena that will be yeah. the PCT this summer. This summer. Squatch. It could be called Burnt. Also, Persons. Pi, I think it was Pi, when we were hiking with Pi on the CDT, he used to buy the frozen Hot Pockets, I think. And then you just let them thaw in your pack or whatever, and you and eat them. You eat them. I don't know. But how can they keep like for three days? Dude, it's they're a little hot questionable. pockets. Come on, they're like made by Sarah Lee or something. Those yeah, things would last like hot pocket sort of nuclear disaster. So they're, they're chock full of an amazing amount of preservatives, such that they won't go bad over the course Dude, of a it's four day hike hiking. when it's ninety degrees. It's hiking. You can C- eat that. Yeah, but you don't want like you don't want to be eating like. I don't want to get giardia without giardia. I live in Boulder. I live in Boulder. Exactly. You don't want No, no, that's not it. Relax over there, Miss. You know. Little Miss, whatever. Um, we're talking about. I don't want to get giardia without actually drinking water, right? That's what Snorkel just said. It's like you don't want to like have you know your breakfast burrito that has a bunch of eggs in it, and then have it sit in your pot in your pack for like it's four true. days when it's a hundred degrees, and then eat it four days later, and then barf your brains out. That's not really what it means <laughs> to go stoveless, right? You know, that's not a good. This is why we need Squatch to make a video about this, or Mags to maybe right. publish some thoughts. I have. Disco, <laughs> did you have something to add to our discussion here for Walrus's question? Hot pocket ego? No? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing? Oh, eggos would work. Not uh, even a titter. Yeah, well, well, all seriousness, something. when I hiked the PCT stove, was the only time I missed it was during the High Sierra. Uh, when it was cold. Yeah, when it was cold. So, but, you know, if you're from Almont, what, like, you know, cold in the High Sierra is like, you know, your summer anyway. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's some truth it's to true. that. There's true. some truth to that. So what yeah. a, Snorkel, do you have any other tips for going stoveless, like suggested meals, things to that effect? You know, a, a lot of your traditional backpacking freeze-dried foods actually end up uh, rehydrating rather well, a process I at one time referred to as snorkeling. 
Ooh. <laughs> well, isn't a simple one is um, so you just do the dehydrated beans in the Tupperware, and then you got a bag of Fritos, and you mix them together, and you yeah, got a complete protein. You got corn and, or, and beans. What I really like too for breakfast is just granola. Okay. You know, grow like nuts and dried fruit, and there's usually a lot of sugar and fats. And well, and do you do powdered milk or no? What about some do? I don't. What okay. about cold coffee? Oh, that's sure. Cool. Yeah. Ice. Do you? Yeah. The, I love Starbucks Via with some snow. And you shake it up, and you add a cocoa packet. It's like Ooh. a oh really? Yeah. It's like a frozen mochaccino. Hey. Oh, that boy! <laughs> and, wow, and a big oats. booster. You can eat. You don't have to cook oats to eat them. No. That's I th- I think good. You know, I, what I would do is it's experiment at home what stuff you can just rehydrate in cold water. I've done that before, and, you know, whatever works. A lot of th- more things work than you think. And, and, and more importantly, see what you can actually choke down. <laughs> and we're getting out of town. Hit the subway. Get a foot-long sub. There's your dinner. Get you two yeah. one-foot-long subs. Just make sure it doesn't have any eggs on it because you're going to keep it in your pack for the next four days. <laughs> All right. when your friends next are question. shivering outside. Cue the music. What about your friends shivering outside? <laughs> you no, know, they're shivering outside trying to get their pocket rockets going. You're just munching up pita chips. Dearest D-Lo, unfortunately, I will be unable to help you with your accounting situation. As you may remember back in November, you had moved to Amish country and I was tapped as your replacement and Mags's long-lost brother. <laughs> I quit my job, gave up my apartment, and sold my car only to have the rug pulled out from under me by Disco what? when you decided to return, having realized that the Amish surprisingly do not drink beer. That was an honest mistake. Buck 30, it was. Since then, I have been doing loops on the Florida Trail just to survive. <laughs> I've had to give up my CPA license and can no longer provide advice to fellow thru-hikers. On a side note, I had heard a rumor that P.O.T. was going to be bringing Disco a couple of resupply boxes on the Grand Enchantment Trail. Oh, come on. I'd like a TTS ruling. I believe this constitutes a violation of Disco's planned, <laughs> unsupported FKT of the what? GET. Maybe the TTS listeners should weigh in during the Ask a Hiker segment. So that oh, was from Buck30, who was a guest on our show just a few months ago. That's it. He's got no shot at being a fourth member of this show. That's it, man. That letter just ruined it, man. So basically... You're Buck, done, Buck. You're Buck done. Buck30's question was, will PODs anticipated resupplying of Disco violate his unsupported FKT of the GET, and what does the TTS think of all this? Well, let me just say that what Buck30 doesn't know is that I'm going to be meeting up with Disco for a whole week and hiking with him. Yeah. And as we have have learned from The Onion, if Disco (laughs) were trying to attempt an FKT... He would never allow a girl to hike with him. Oh, oh. oh. I was not expecting it to go that direction. You know, he hasn't been on the show in months, and we're still <laughs> slamming the poor guy. The bus, jeez. Onion, do you feel those bus tire tracks on your back? <laughs> wow. I'm, beep, beep. You know what? I'm the I'm the type of person I like to back up and keep running over a couple times just to make sure. I wow. thought we were going to run over Buck Thirty a little bit, but instead we went back to the Onion and ran <laughs> over him a little. You know, it's tough if you're a guest on the on the trail show. Snorkel, so far you've been fine. I mean, we you know there hasn't been any reason to like you know throw you under the bus, but just watch out for the POD man. Sometimes if you make a misstep, she'll like cling onto that and she'll just. 
She'll go for well, it. Well, it wasn't just one misstep. It was several. <laughs> if, if I may, can, can you whack the vacuum tubes real quick there? You want vacuum tubes? Please, just whack the vacuum tubes. Thank you very much. If I may, I think that yes. The answer is yes. POD's anticipated resupplying of Disco does violate his FKT of the GET. So therefore, without even having yet stepped out on the trail, you have been disqualified from the FKT of the GET. And that concludes this month's Ask a Hiker section. <laughs> but I wasn't planning an FKT cue of the, the GET. the outro music. Oh, my God. You know, before we cue the outro music, we got to talk about this email auction for Special 41's 14 or Wait a minute. The outro music is simply for the Ask a Hiker segment, isn't it not? You want yeah. some more Ask a Hiker music? No, no, it's out. with that, Just the outro music. Thank you. And tune in next month okay. for another section <laughs> oh of Ask God. a Hiker. Man, he's in his cups, ladies and gentlemen. He's in his cups. Let me tell you that we Noda. We have special and we have our gear review. Yeah, let's. So let's we have a lot let's more Let's do the email auction listeners. first. It says email auction, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so what, what's the plan with the... So we actually... The trail show won a, a panoramic photo. Is that what I've that is correct. been told? And we said, you know, rather than us take the photo, here's what we're going to do. Special is going to autograph it. It's a beautiful photo that we're going to have posted on our Facebook page for the next day or so. Cool. And we're going to have an email auction, or rather our Facebook private messaging auction. So like a silent auction, yeah. essentially. So send in your bids, and here's the cool thing. The highest bid, uh, we're not going to... We'll send through PayPal. Any money we get is going to go right back to the Big City Mountaineers for charity. Very good call. So get- I, I would, Max, can you tell us what the photo is, is of? It's going to be of Special's 14ers through hike. Yeah, it's a panorama of like one of the vistas from correct uh, from his 14ers through well, hike. Well, that, right? that'll be up, right? We'll be able to see the image. Yeah, yeah we'll be able to have- see it on the Facebook now, page. I, I He's mean, feel free it. to veto me, but I think we should do a minimum... Starting bid. That's a very good idea. Let's what because you, it's for charity. It's not for us. Yeah, it's not for. Let's yeah, start, this let's, is going right to Big City Mountaineers. We're not going to get a dime off it. Minimum starting bid fifty bucks. Fifty bucks. I think okay. that sounds good. That's where we'll start. And highest bidder gets the the actual print autographed autographed by Junaid himself. And, and you're helping a good cause, and you're going to get a beautiful, beautiful panorama photo. I tell you what, we're going to cut off the entries on four twenty. April 20th. (laughs) (laughs) We actually record, we'll record the April show on April 25th, so we'll announce the winner. One day before my birthday. That's right. We'll announce the winner on the April 25th show. Yeah. So it's for a great cause, beautiful photo, and again, all the money is going to go right to charity. Very cool. If you can afford 420, you can afford (laughs) to throw down for this print. All right. So as promised... New and improved gear reviews, Max. We have a gear review for this month. It's based on the two winter trips I did. Do we have gear review music? No. No, we don't. Next, no, maybe no music next month. needed. The gear review speaks We'll have so. to work on that. Yeah, I, next month. Let's, ne- let's get some. Yeah, let's get some. Something I, I like nothing. I don't know. What would gear review the techno, music be? That, that crazy techno <laughs> music. <laughs> oh, we got that. Play. Yeah, there we go. Perfect. Gear, gear reviews. Oh, gear yeah. reviews. Oh, yeah. It's time for Max. It almost sounds like you're at a baseball game or something. <laughs> it's Max's gear review time. Come it's it's Max's gear review time. Max's <laughs> gear review time. That's actually pretty good. You Max's should keep using that. Time. Max's gear review. All right, Max, time. take it away. Max's so gear it's review. It's based time. on a winter trip. We're reviewing <laughs> the 7 Eleven. This music. Coffee mug. <laughs> the 7 Eleven coffee mug? Yes. No! It's <laughs> what? Yes, it's light. It keeps your hot drink hot, and it's made in the USA. God bless America, there, boy. And it cost me two bucks. That's a is good... that with the coffee in it? With the coffee in it. Okay, Dang. now Max, Whoa. down to the hundredth of an ounce. What does it weigh? I have no freaking clue. Okay, very good. <laughs> and what color is it? It's black with some because I've had it like for three or four years now. 
It's kind of a faded. Oh, it's so like the, is it like a styrofoam cup or something? <laughs> no, it's plastic mug. Oh. D- does it have a pop top? Do, how yeah, it how does. well does that top stay on? Because I don't want my coffee all over my gear. Yeah. Oh, it stays on very well. I was drinking my coffee in my wonderful snow kitchen that I built with my own hands. <laughs> <laughs> and it's great. It's two or three bucks. Comes with a coffee when you first buy it. Of course, this was like a 2010. So. <laughs> and everyone had their titanium mugs. I had my Made in the USA plastic coffee mug. There so, it is. So 7-Eleven coffee mug is our gear pick of the month. Wait a yeah. minute. Yeah. Question. Question from our readers, our Please. viewers, our audience. Please. What um, which which has better insulating and thermal properties? In other words, which will keep your beverage warmer longer in the freezing temperatures of a wildernessy winter? A titanium mug with no lid, or a Seven Eleven plastic coffee mug with a lid? With a lid, Mags. I would say the Seven yeah, Eleven mug with the lid easily. Why? Explain the thermodynamics to us. Oh my god, uh, we're done. W- what's Great. the R factor on that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's just jam out. Oh yeah. Take it off, Mags. Take it off. But let's Mags, see, let's see those hair shirts, guys. Hair shirts. <laughs> Mags, we need to know the R factor, man. The R factor. Man. All right, come on. Explain to us the thermodynamics, Maggie. I know we do trails, beer, and nonsense, but the nonsense segment. Come on. That's it, not it, nonsense. That's gear geekdom. That's a fine line. Like, just have another cookie. Uh, yeah, what kind of cookies are you eating anyway, by the way? Colorado. Amendment 64 cookies. <laughs> oh, boy. It's been a hell of a trail show tonight, ladies and gentlemen. It sure has. We're coming up on three hours of recording, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have a lot of editing to do. Okay. We want to thank everyone for tuning in today. We want a special thanks to Liz Snorkel Thomas for being on the show again. Thank you, yeah. Snorkel. Had a great time. Thanks in advance for all those iTunes reviews that are going to be coming in <laughs> for our next month's show. Otherwise, this will be very angry. You can always find us at the Trail Show, full stop com, Facebook.com slash the Trail Show, Twitter.com slash Trail Show, CafePress.com slash the Trail Show, on Stitcher Radio, and of course, on iTunes. Our Twitter handles are as follows. <laughs> I'm at Lawton G. Mags is at PMags Co. Delo's at Delo. Snorkel's at EA Thomas. And POD, of course, you know where she's at, people. I'm not in cathedrals. <laughs> she's not in cathedrals either. <laughs> so let- not in the 11th century. <laughs> All right. So we'll be back in late April. It's going to be a bit of a hiatus till the April show. So I recommend listening to like maybe a sentence at a time of this show. Until then, for the Princes of Darkness, Mags, D'Lo, and Snorkel, I'm Disco. Ciao. I need to know the R factor of that plastic mug. I need to know the R factor of that plastic mug. Will it keep my drink warmer than a titanium mug? Mags makes a sweet kitchen. I want to hang out with Andrew Skirka. Andrew Skirka. Andrew Skirka. (laughs) Why can't I hang out with Andrew, too? Can you put me on the board of the CDTC, too? Oh, I want to make important decisions. Set me cups. up on jury duty. Jury duty. Yeah. <laughs> that doctors found was not guilty. Not guilty. Didn't choke those women. They were just after the money. Oh, my God. What's the R factor? Hot pocket ego. No. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Oh, Aggies would work. Not uh, even a titter.